Yo, yo, yo. Welcome back. Another day, another space. Figured I'd kick on up for a little bit. Um, You know, it's fun to kick it up on days like today where we've seen Bitcoin, ETH, some of that type of stuff climb recently, right? And we have seen a brief little sell-off in a lot of the collections that were incredibly popular at the end of December, beginning of January, prior to this run-up in the underlying denominated asset. So, you know, like, I, I view this as an opportunity, and I think it's fun to be able to dive in here, be able to talk through the FUD, and be able to look at what really is trending and what's happening around the corner, the real momentum that... Uh, we have to look forward to. So anyway, let me tweet this out real quick. And if you guys want to join as a speaker, I will bring y'all up here with me here in just a bit. Um, but for now, 80s, the OG, welcome up to the stage. How are you gentlemen doing? What's up, my brother? What's up, audience? Loving life today, baby. Living life. It's a beautiful day, man. Beautiful day. That's a fire thread you uh, put out earlier. God's your alpha, by the way. Appreciate that, sir. Um, the OG, how about yourself, my man? I'm doing fantastic, man. I'm so excited for this space, bro. I got nothing to say really right now, but I'm excited. <laughs> hey, love to hear it, man. Love to hear it one way or the other. You know, the thing is, it's kind of funny when I started this space. I had nothing exactly that I wanted, you know, like no agenda coming in here, right? You know, I shared that thread earlier, so I figured that'd be a good baseline foundation topic. But, you know, at the same time, man, I'm I'm down to talk through literally whatever. You know, I I think it's one of those things. There's a lot of stuff happening right now in the market. And I I just think it's a lot more important to be able to talk through the FUD than it is to just sit there in silence. You know, a lot of people, I think it's really easy after, you know, even after like things like Pudgies and the Plague and, um, you know, the seals, a few of those type of assets that were absolutely ripping prior have been cooling off. You know, I've noticed a little bit of a sentiment where depending on whatever it is there, there's, you know, a a little bit of a sentiment of, I don't want to say being defeated, but the same energy isn't there. And I think the energy should be here now more than it was while that shit was pumping. Right. You got to bring the energy when there's opportunity. And right now there's a shit ton of opportunity. Um, man Brown, welcome up to the stage. Don't think I've had you up here before. Love the play. Yo, yo, what's up? How are you doing today? Thank you, sir. Doing good. It's freezing here. Where are you? California. So freezing. Don't laugh at me. Like, are you northern <laughs> California? Nah, southern. It's like a good 50, 60. So, you know, that's freezing for me. 50, 60? That's hilarious. Hey, I can relate. It's like 50-something in Florida right now, too, and I'm freezing my ass off, so I can definitely relate. <laughs> Love to see a fellow frog up here on the stage, too, brother. Oh, yeah. Love the frogs. Love everything with the plague. Love ponds. Everything they're building over there. Dude, I still believe it's only a matter of time before plague is above one if easy, right? Like, you know, if we if we get the type of run that I'm thinking that we're going to get, I don't know. Like, did any of y'all have the opportunity to read through that thread today? I'm just curious. Yeah, I read it. Uh, made me super excited about what's going to come. It made sense about what's happening in the market. You know, a lot of pullback on your, 
your blue chips. Uh, but like you said, like people were getting scared to like close to support. That's a normal thing. Uh, but it, everything's setting up to be super solid next few months. I just think, I think it's a big hidden lesson in there too. It's like, pay attention. I mean, it, you mentioned the volume and it creeps up real quick. Um, so just be prepared. Do your due diligence. Yeah, you know, that, that, that's been the thing I've been trying to make a point of recently in some of these spaces. It just took me a minute to finish this thread, right? Where strength returning back to ETH does not mean that every single ETH-denominated asset is going to tank, right? Like, I don't think that's the case with what we're seeing here with NFTs. It is not a rule of thumb like what I've seen across, you know, most of the timeline and conversations and different spaces that I've tuned into, you know, even earlier with like, I jumped in for Oak space for just a minute and I love those guys. Right. Like I think they've got, you know, great view of the market, but either OSF or, or Mando, one of them was saying that, Hey, it's basically a rule of thumb. Like we've seen in the past as ETH strengthens ETH NFTs sell off. And I just like, that is not a fact, right? You have to look at the fact the biggest run that ETH NFTs have had was in that August to September timeframe. At least when things really started to get kicked off and people really started to recognize the NFT marketplace as, you know, what it is, a lot of potential there, right? Like that's where the billion, you know, the three, $4 billion volume month came in when it had not seen anything remotely close to that prior. So, you know, I think that we're really on the verge of that right now, as you're looking, right, as Bitcoin and as ETH are climbing back out of this base range. I think it does the exact opposite of what a lot of people are expecting right now, right? It brings confidence and interest back into the market. And as you have these different blue chip projects that have started to solidify themselves and slowly climb in price, and you see volume across the board slowly climb with that without any unique buyers, in my opinion, it is just a matter of time before a new influx of unique buyers. And what does that mean? A new influx of liquidity. And where are they going to go? They are going to go to the projects that have led the way throughout this bear market. Right. Like that is where it starts. It starts with quality and it starts with a slow grind, but then it happens all at once. Right. Like you can see even throughout the course of this, you know, we haven't had incredibly high volume across a lot of these projects like volume has returned, but it's nothing too insane yet. And they've still managed to continue to grind a lot of them to new all time highs. So you think about it, whenever you do get a new influx of unique buyers and that volume does start to shoot up with it, what's going to happen to the projects that have already been strong, right? You are not going to have too much of an opportunity for those to be reactionary, right? By the time that you realize, oh shit, this stuff is moving, you know, if you don't already have your position at that point, you probably lost out on a couple multiples, right? And that doesn't mean that there's probably, you know, that there's not more opportunity past that, but I really think it's still one, one of those things that anybody that has, you know, exerted some form of patience throughout the course of the past few months, you know, whenever, whenever that is that this shit happens, they're going to be rewarded. 
Well, I think you hit the nail on the head, too, with patience. That's, that's, that's the key right here, right, is having that patience to set yourself up. That's where a lot of people, I think, miss out on it, the, the constant speed of, of, you know, turmoil that goes on every day. People trying to FUD all the time, but having patience to uh, persevere through and have the resilience to set yourself up, man, that, that's, that's where you're going to really separate yourself from the rest of the pack. Yes, sir, PP. Yeah, one of the things you brought up, too, is like, you know, we don't have a lot of new unique buyers coming into the NFT space right now. But as you see Bitcoin and Ethereum, you know, continue to run, you're going to, to me, it seems like you're probably going to see a lot of people that, you know, when Bitcoin used to pump, you know, a few years ago, they would look at altcoins to try to multiply that BTC to get more BTC. And to me, if you look at Ethereum like you used to look at Bitcoin and altcoins, uh, I, I think you're probably going to see people gravitate towards the most talked about thing on Ethereum right now, which is NFTs, uh, to multiply, you know, their very new ETH stack. So I wouldn't be surprised to see some new buyers come in in the next few months. Yes, sir. But, you know, the funny thing is that I've noticed <sighs> the, the amazing thing about the blockchain in general. I mean, it's kind of a pro, kind of a con, depending on how you look at it. Right. But it is public. It's transparent. So I have learned more about trading and market psychology from NFTs than I have trading any other market, because typically you don't get full exposure to the order books in other markets. So you don't see how individual participants are actually, you know, the psyche behind what they're doing, right? Like diving through people's listing strategies and diving through the way that there are a lot of participants out there. You see where they try to buy the momentum of something like, you know, I think I brought this up the other day where I was looking at feet picks and somebody bought one at point one, literally 10 minutes later, listed it for like, you know, they, they listed it immediately for like point one, two. And then 10 minutes after that, they listed it for 0.09. And you just sit there and you're like, okay, what is this mental disorder that's happening in their head right now to be able to rush to that? You see, there's a mixture of that out there. There's a mixture of, you know, like, there's a mixture of being able to see that they're like long-term conviction versus short-term flips versus this and that. And time after time again, I think what I've noticed is the people that have the higher conviction to be able to hold through shit are typically the wallets that I'm looking through that are the ones that are the most successful. And one thing I've seen over the past three or four you know, days, as new NFT projects are starting to mint, um, I think a kid called Beast, you know, everybody's talking about that. It's been a while since we've had a hyped project come out where people are upset that something's going on with the mint or they can't mint. Like too many people want to mint. Um, to me, that's a sign of things to come. Uh, you know, people are upset. They can't mint a, mint a project. And then you see the after effects in the market. But we haven't had that in a, in a while. I, I can't remember last time I've seen a project where people were just upset they couldn't mint. Exactly, man. Yeah, you know, there, there. it has been a while since we've really seen that. So you're even seeing a little bit of that return back to the minting space. There are several mints that have done well recently. And, you know, obviously, one of the things that I'm actually more encouraged about is there are more mints that have done poorly than have done well. But, you know, there, there are a few that have done well right now. And there are a few 
that are starting to, you know, like, but it's returning a lot of interest back into it. And I, I enjoy seeing some of these new men start to do well because it does return this level of interest back to retail where this is a retail driven market, right? But, you know, one of the things that I think isn't talked about enough, and I, I understand there is a difference as far as the overall, you know, when you're trading fungible assets versus non-fungible, the total volume difference isn't going to be like for like until you have something like perpetual swaps as an instrument to be able to, you know, re or futures to really be able to trade it without actually trading the underlying asset itself. But, you know, $5 billion is the most the NFT marketplace has ever seen in a month, right? Crypto as a whole, the crypto marketplace as a whole over the past two years has ranged from 25 to $75 billion of volume per day, per day, okay? So if you look at that and you say, okay, let's just say NFTs have the potential to claim, you know, one day's worth of volume for the rest of the market, one day's worth, that would be a new record for NFTs as far as their total monthly volume by a 5x. Imagine what 5x the volume of what we were seeing in the spring would drive toward a lot of these projects. And like, that's why when I look at the potential for where we are and what is to come, I wouldn't even be shocked if we were to see new volume slash unique buyer records this year. Now, like I want to clarify, I still think 2024, 2025 are the, you know, are going to dwarf everything for NFTs. And those are the big years to look forward to. But, you know, it wouldn't shock me, even if during a little mini run here, we ended up topping some of those previous records, even in the midst of a bear market rally. So uh, I've got somebody else new to stage. Actually, I'll, I'll kick it over to Brainfart first. So Brainfart, you got your hand up. How is it going? Welcome back. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for having me. It's always good to hear brain fart from your, uh, <laughs> basically when you say it, it's funny. Uh, I just had like a, like a question, okay? Uh, one, like the first thing is like, how, like, how are you able to make all of this prediction? Like, like basically like everyone was uh, like under the state uh, of mind that recession is coming and like things are going bad and down and then, you come up with your chart and you're saying, okay, uh, the market is going up, NFTs are going up and all of that, right? Like one question is that, like, how do you come up with this? And then the second question is like, uh, basically, uh, what are your thoughts about Web2 company uh, moving into Web3? Like basically, uh, like Web2 companies launching their nfts and they moving to this industry do you think like that is going to be like a good thing or should people just stick to uh solely like web3 companies and do not worry about like the web2 side of it like what do you think because we've seen like Etihad launch their nft i think they have some perks uh in regards to that and then lacoste i think has their own nft as well and they are coming into it so do you see like other web2 brands moving towards this as well and well, uh, what are your thoughts about that yeah so you know talking about the one of the things that i talked about in the thread that i briefly touched on 
is the potential for NFTs to, to resonate with the broader market because they're much more intuitive to understand as digital collectibles. And on top of that, I didn't even get into the fact that, you know, a lot of these, you know, quote unquote, web two brands also, when they're looking at making a dive into the space, they're not looking at launching tokens, right? Because there's a lot more of a risk of, you know, like nobody wants to issue a tokenized security for their company, right? Like, so what are they going to list? And again, this goes back to kind of the plus and minus of a lack of regulatory clarity when it comes to NFTs. The plus is there's a lot more opportunity for expansion, you know, until there is regular regulatory clarity. And, you know, obviously with that, there's some danger that comes along with it. Whenever you're a Web2 brand and you're looking for kind of bridging that gap and doing something that's a little bit trendy, a little bit sexy, might end up adding to the bottom line as well as an ex extremely low cost basis, it's NFTs. So, you know, at the end of the day, a lot of these Web2 brands are going to shill our bags indirectly because people are going to get involved with those projects. And they're going to find out, well, what else is there out there with this, right? So, you know, talking about the viral aspect of it, it's just a lot easier for people to understand digital collectibles than it is, you know, some brand new currency for whatever. So... Yeah, man, you know, like that's why I'm so hyped about everything with this is there's just a lot of potential that people are still failing to recognize out there. Um, I'm going to kick it over to the only eight. Looks like you are a seal. So welcome up here. Don't think I've ever had you before. How is it going? Yeah, things are going pretty good. Um, I just had a quick question. Is there like a tool or a website you can use to see whenever like new buyers are entering into the space? Yeah, man. I mean, there are multiple tools out there. PP, was it you that was telling me that you use like Flip to be able to track some of that? Somebody was telling me that they use Flip for something like that. But I know Ledger Status has a really cool NFT data website called Flip XYZ. Shout out to them. Worth checking out. I think that they do a decent job with that, but I'm not completely versed on their tools yet. Okay. Sounds good. I'll look into that. Thank you so much. They also have on to me one of the best sales bots on twitter because one cool thing they do is like when they the bot tweets like a sale like it'll show the rarity of that trait like on like a scale um had lunch with ledger a few weeks ago and he was showing me all sorts of stuff about it but yeah shout out to flip oh that's fire i just have a i just have a quick question cleo i was just wondering what uh cryptocurrency exchange do you use most when you're short trading Oh man, you know I, I I used to use FTX as it's well known, but bro, I've been experimenting with with a lot recently, and you know I, I I've been using a lot of Bybit, honestly, like as Bjet as that is, but you know it's <laughs> I, I I like it, so um, yeah, but I mean you know still still experimenting a little bit. You don't use uh, Binance. No, nah, bro. I'm not a. I'm not really a big Binance user. That's just me. Uh, Man Brown, hand up. What's going on? Hey. Um. So recently, we've been seeing this like common case of like NFT communities coming back. Like, um, usually, like a founder would buy it out and come back. We saw that with like the Pudgies. Is there anything that you're eyeing on at the moment where you believe like this community is going to make a comeback? 
Are you anticipating any community like this? Bro, I think that we've already kind of seen that, to be honest, where, you know, not to say that there's not potential for more acquisitions where there's solid communities that have kind of been left leaderless. But I... I don't know, man. I, I think that's a little bit more of a gamble unless you have some type of insider info where you know that, hey, so-and-so is in the background talking to potentially acquire something like this. Just it, it doesn't make as much sense for me to play into that as it does play into strength, right? You know, there are some projects out there that I look at that were multi-ETH projects that are still down 70 80%. And they might be slowly climbing up just on broader market strength. But I would personally rather buy one of these projects that's closer to all-time highs and play into the momentum than I would play into a dead project hoping for, you know, some type of life to be breathed back into it for a bounce, right? You know, playing into strength in a trending market, you know, is a high IQ move, in my opinion. I, I got trapped on that personally on the altcoin trading trading side of things back in, you know, spring of 21, where there were a lot of bags that I was familiar with that were kind of dead. Um, the old dino coins, right? And like Zcash or Litecoin, et cetera, where I was determined a lot of those, you know, XRP even, you can go down the list, EOS, that I was determined we're going to see a little bit of a relief pump back to their old highs why? Because the rest of the market and a bunch of the new coins were doing crazy things. And there was a huge opportunity cost associated with that because I watched a lot of those other strong bags that I thought were already too strong continue to be strong while I watched the other bags that I focused on in the dino coins, you know, either sit there flat or barely trend up, but never did anything close to what I expected. So I think playing into strength is a better narrative than, you know, praying for a bounce. Pee -pee. Hey, one thing I wanted to touch on is uh, what man uh, brought up is the, uh, you know, people coming in and buying like old projects and renewing them. Uh, one thing that really stuck out to me when Luca um, acquired Pudgy was like he was a community member beforehand and he just kind of, you know, didn't like the way things were running. So he had that opportunity. So if you can find projects that are like that and you know, like the person who's buying it has like a good track record, I would probably take a bet on those. Cause you, you see what Lucas doing and continue does. But uh, honestly, like if it's just somebody new coming in and trying to buy a project to like, you know, revive it, that's tough to do because like, not only do you have to like get familiar with your community, but you have to get familiar with like all the lore, but like Luca was like, he was, a penguin before he bought it. So that's one thing to think about. Appreciate it. Um, yeah, I think yeah, it's a really good reminder to play into strength. Um, I pretty much got caught up like last year too. So yeah, I appreciate the response. No problem. No problem at all. Love all those type of questions. And, you know, Hey, again, these, these are just my thoughts. Doesn't mean it, is a guarantee but you know there are there are also thoughts that are rooted even if it's not on the nft side of thing with that because we don't have a lot of the nft data to be able to draw back on and say well this is what's happened every other time in the nft marketplace right but markets behave similar regardless of what asset is ascribed to them whether it's altcoins with or without pictures you know similar concept so 
Like, that's what I'm looking at with a lot of this. And, hey, even 2024, 2025, I, I think we're going to see a whole new generation of NFTs that they're going to be projects that appear during that time period What we don't even know about yet that end up ripping where some of your favorite projects that may still be in the gutter may still be stuck in the gutter. And it's just like, it's how shit goes, right? <laughs> like, it's part of the game. You don't know for a fact what's going to be a winner, but I, I think playing in a strength is usually a safer bet. Um, just my opinion. So I, you know, I, like I, I am really excited though, to even see, bro, I, I can't even say the name of it. Never mind. I'm not going to talk about it. Steve Tooks. <laughs> no, I can't do it. I can't do it because like everybody, if you see this, every single bounce that happens, like I have not sold them and I'm not going to sell them until, like I said, you know, they, they, if they ever get close to flipping the wonky stonks, I will sell my 20 feet picks to dump it there. But you know, bro, like you should sell into every pump right now, regardless, like dump them to zero. They deserve to be at zero. You know, I, I'm embarrassed that I even tweeted out about them, but you know, they, they are fun. <laughs> I'll tell you this. I'm I'm ready. I'm gonna FOMO feet picks at two ETH. I will FOMO. I'll be there. I'm gonna be that guy. Hey, I love it, man. I love it. But you know, I'm gonna follow the feet picks devs mantra here and just say nuke them all to zero because they deserve to be zero. And like I'm actually speaking truth in that process. So but, you know, on the real, though, like I said this the other day, and I, I do mean it. Hey, memes have power, and they obviously have momentum associated with that power. But when I look at feet picks versus other projects that have a similar floor that are quality projects that have been grinding up, that have been sticking around, like, you know, personally, I, I think buying a quality, you know, that, that has been grinding throughout the course of the past year is probably a better longer term play but then again you never know the power of memes like that's that's all i gotta say toward that but i was i was pretty shocked to like i saw them trending to zero today i'm like all right finally i'm gonna be able to you know dump these for zero whenever they hit zero because it's zero or valhalla and then all of a sudden like you know i take a shit take a walk get back and like you know they're double back what they were so it doesn't make sense the, the market is weird the market's off but you know one way or the other like it is part of the narrative that nfts are back right like three or four months ago you didn't see that type of shit running yeah i'm not gonna lie i was about to uh double down on fee picks when they <laughs> when they draw back to like 0.07 uh 0.075 and then i went to the grocery store and then i, I saw your uh your chart in the DMs, and I was like, "Motherfucker, dude! I was, <laughs> you should shouldn't have faded the uh, the dip, bro." Like I said, no more no more tweets about the feed. I'm gonna let them do their own thing. Liar! <laughs> yeah. Side yeah, of it, liar. Same here. You know, Miladies <laughs> like Miladies did have a pretty crazy run. I, I bought a Milady earlier, and I wish I would have had more ETH to buy more than a Milady, but I bought a Milady and stacked it because I like the Miladies are just one of those communities, man. They're like a cult community. I feel like they're not really associated with any other NFT communities whatsoever. They're they're just their own thing that exists on CT, but they kind of give me the pudgy type vibes or they just haven't gone away. Um, so, you know, I finally was like, F it. I'll, I'll at least have a Milady, you know, whatever they end up doing i'll i'll go ahead and stack one 
did that and the freaking Miladies ran up for 1.3 to 1.8 because you know just a complete coincidence GCR aped into nine Miladies right after I tweeted about it like you know 10 minutes later um, you know like shit happens it, it just and then after that they just started to run <laughs> You know what's crazy? Not many people in the NFT space know who GCR is. Kaleo, did you uh, see the stonk that someone let into my bid last night? I saw that, man. Hey, shout out to you. That was an amazing stonk. I also had a couple stonks that were, bro, I've done this every time. Like I shared that chart in the DMs too. Every single time I have bought the stonks back, I have bottom ticked the stonks, baby. It is without because i bought a few and then again we had like 20 or 30 that were swept back to point three so it's beautiful uh um, i was stonk shopping this morning and uh i noticed the highest return 510 it's a nice ribbon um and it was minted and the owner the wallet has been act- inactive since mint so the highest returning stonks probably lost forever I put out a yellow bid on it just in case, but, you know, I think it's gone forever. Bro, you know what was funny? One of the stonks that I bought this morning, Hondo DM me, or he, you know, he texted me. He was like, hey, I, one of the stonks you bought was a gift that I gave away to somebody that was in my Bible study last year. They obviously ended up dumping it. And then right after that, the funny thing was right after that, one of the other people from his Bible study ended up just dumping into a weed offer. So he was like, I guess they were, they were texting each other or something. And they were like, oh, shit, you remember that thing that Hondo gave us? Like, yeah, it's worth something. Let's go ahead. They're probably <laughs> so, like, it's been a year. He probably won't notice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Like, we notice everything. <laughs> All right. All right. Good for them. I mean, you know, like. People can either show you with a gift that, like, they might have needed it for something and, like, love it when somebody needs it. Or they might have just shown, you know, what the value of his friendship was. One way or the other, all good. Um, Elok, got your hand up, sir. How is it going? You know, um, kind of like a broad question, but then, like, specifically an example of the penguins. Like, Boggs always says that, like, NFTs are, like, leveraged ETH plays. And, like, you look at the penguin usd chart and like we're kind of holding pretty good but like the east charts kind of you know down a bit compared to like where we were a couple weeks ago and like how do you see like the interplay between like the usd value of east and then like also like how do you see it interplay like in a big bull market like does it have more of an effect like because like we saw apes yeah. run up and then like you had that like leveraged eth on it on top of it Bro, I'll, I'll just say this. I think it's tough for any asset when your largest holder dumps like 100, 100 to 150 of that in like a day and a half because they're on the verge of liquidation on Aave. Um, so <laughs> the fact that there's still over five ETH after, you know, 9X, 9X, whatever ended up dumping literally his entire like he repaid i checked his checked his wallet he repaid eight hundred and fifty thousand dollars worth of loans on ave to avoid uh liquidation you know, i haven't you know gone gone through and seen what his actual account health is whether he closed that out or not but one way or the other like he repaid 850 so he needed 
he was in trouble and the pudgies were his exit liquidity to be able to make sure that he didn't get liquidated. And the fact they're still holding over five ETH with that is pretty crazy. So I actually think there's a lot of opportunity with that. And I feel bad for the dude. You know, he's one of those guys that you know that he like he obviously has supported the pudgies through thick and thin throughout the course of the past year. So sucks to see him having to part with so many of those, but like overall, I think it plays into strength for the project in the long run, because one, you know, there was a fire sale that wasn't something that want that the person that held it wanted to have, right. He didn't sell it because the project was weak. He sold it to literally cover his ass to make sure he didn't lose any more with that. So, you know, sucks to see, but at the same time, I think there's a lot of opportunity along with that. And I don't think that it's necessarily one of those things that it is purely market related where he was like, hey, you know, ETH is super strong right now. So I'm going to dump these so that, you know, I can claim as much of that ETH to USD value as possible. No, you saw literally what he ended up doing was paying off loans with that capital. Like it was, you know, it wasn't for anything else. Uh, e. Charles, you've got your hands up. E, what's going on? Yo, what's up, guys? Um, happy, happy Monday. Uh, you made a comment about GCR buying some ladies. That's interesting because, like you said, like a lot of people in the space probably have no idea who he is in NFT space specifically. And like when that guy, you know, says he's shorting a coin, that coin's about to get absolutely demolished. Um, so it's interesting. I'm sure a lot of people don't even track his wallet for for one, and then for two, um, it's just cool to see, you know, regular. ERC twenty token traders, um, you know, start to enter NFTs. I didn't even know he liked them. So, yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, man. Um, you know, he but he's been involved in NFTs for a long time. You look back to August of twenty one, and you know, he aped like a hundred plus pudgy penguins. So it's not something new as far as his entry into NFTs. Like he's been involved for a while in the background. He's just not super vocal about it on the timeline. Like he has a lot of his alt positions. What's up, gang? I think GCR owns like a ton of Miladies already. Uh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, he owns, owns like them. a large percentage of the supply. So like him buying nine, I was like, that's kind of weird. But maybe it was just an action of buying nine to start a pump on his larger positions. I mean, it, it also says something about like, okay, he's buying NFTs. So like that's bullish in, bullish in itself. But also like, yes, he's the greatest trader and he has like incredible calls, but a lot of us came to our own decision to buy NFTs on our own. We didn't need GCR. So it's like confirmation bias when something like that comes after it. But um, it also says something about the bullishness around ETH and, you know, the comments he made. And I think a lot of people who buy NFTs, one, it's part of like, there's this community aspect of it too. For me, it was largely like ETH bull thesis. And this is an interesting way to acquire ETH. I mean, I think it's cool how like some of these projects are going up while ETH price is going up. Like, that's awesome. Um, and, like, that's the home run trade on the NFTs. And I still think we're really early and that the huge washout we saw and, like, uh, some of the newer projects um, coming to light or ones that have kind of been taken over, uh, the, the market was, like, starving for, like, why do we want to own the NFTs? And so I think the utility aspect is really starting to show its face. And people can say that that's a meme, but I think there's products being shipped and communities are growing around that. Um, and you can see it. I don't really know that much about the Miladies. So if anyone wanted to 
tell me like a little bit like what they do. Um, <laughs> I have one word for you. What? Milady. You ready? Yeah. Milady. <laughs> Yeah, they throw, uh, they throw a great party. They throw a great parties out. Our Basil, like it was, it was sick. Like it was only like a like a little pool party, but I mean, I I should have probably bought a bunch of ladies at that point. I don't know why I didn't, but they have they have probably the chillest community out there. They just they just throw oh. events, like that's it, parties. I mean, uh, it's art. <laughs> yeah, hard. I mean, it was really funny. You walk in, it was like a like this dude's house, and he just had a picture of a lady like the side entrance. And so oh yeah, I, at least I know where to go now. Um, but no, yeah, I, I don't know really anything about the project, but I mean, everyone there is pretty based. I think they make a lot yeah, of money hey. farming on NFTX. Like GCR has like 400 pooled Milanese. They're just farming tons of fees off of. Okay. Yeah, so there's the like play. It, exactly. So I, so, I, I got a couple questions with you on that. One, do you know when, like, and how I, I've seen several tweets recently about GCR becoming the new main character? And, like, where is that spinning up from? Is that from, like, his DGen alt plays that are toward these dead coins that everybody hates right now? So the fact that he is longing those and bullish on those assets that people are, you know, upset with him? Like, what exactly is it that people are attributing him being the next new main character for because there's always got to be a man a main character and someone whoever's the most vocal even though they're correct they'll just somehow make it seem like it's a negative thing <laughs> okay so that's it like there, there's no other fun i was like did he do something that i'm not aware of or like what exactly is it that people are chalking this up for because i've seen so many tweets in the past few days out of nowhere pop up for that I think because people are not positioned and they're sidelined and they need something to get mad at, you can tell. And there's no, there's no one else left. Yeah. Who, who, there's like, <laughs> like, there's no one else like, yeah, to make fun of. I don't know. It's such a waste of time. Instead of making fun of GCR, figure out how we make money. You're missing like an incredible market right now. That's the thing that amazes me is like people dwell on the stupidest shit still. Like get in the charts, go, I mean... It's incredible. Like that, you get these windows that last. We don't know how long, but you know, maybe it's a couple times a year where you have this opportunity. Floor it in these instances, like, and you can kind of see that. Like, uh, I think a lot of people are missing it right now. Kalea, one thing I want to point out: um, I've been coming to your NFT spaces for for months now, and one reason I know NFTs are back is, dude, like. Two, three weeks ago, maybe even, you know, a few months ago, these spaces would get like 100, 150. But you're slowly starting to see these numbers come in on just like run of the mill spaces. And like a lot of the PFPs in here are not NFT PFPs. So, so it's a lot of new faces showing up uh, trying to figure out what the heck to do uh, with NFTs. So uh, welcome well to degeneracy <laughs> you know it goes back to my thread that i shared initially where a lot of it is looking at the you know it's only a matter of time all of these moves that we've seen recently are all with the same pool of unique buyers consolidating to you know strong plays so it's only a matter of time before the fomo from the outside comes in and we see an increase in unique buyers and an increase of volume iso yeah 
Oh, I thought you were trying to talk. I saw your. <laughs> um, but oh, so I, I, pinned a, I pinned a tweet up to the top. I don't know if you saw it. Punk6529 pointed out that we just crossed over $10 billion, uh for an NFT market cap, which is interesting. That's so tiny compared to like all coins. Right. No, it's, it's, it's incredibly small. Um, well, we've got a couple other hands up. I'm going to pass over to, so we've got bog with his hand up. Welcome back to the stage bog. How are you doing today? I'm sure you're, you're having fun. Yeah. I just, I just made a trade. This is like fantasy football, like where I don't even know if it's fair or not. I just traded 70 fee picks for a wizard hat penguin. So did I get, is that a W guys? I don't know. I need, wait, I didn't hear what you you traded fee picks for what? I traded hey, seven pieces. That is a w all day, any day. Bro. Yeah, big dubs. Big fucking dubs. <laughs> okay. Dude, headwind's going to love you, man. I was about is to say, bad raise that your I feel hand. Stupid that, like, I felt stupid that I did it, though. But it's it extremely was... bad. It's, yeah. Dude, you, you're kind of going off the rails a little bit. I, I'll be, I'm a friend, uh, and I, I've known you long enough to tell you you've gone off the rails. When Kaleo said, Bog, you have your hand raised, I'm surprised he didn't say you have your foot raised because the amount of feet picks posting is just kind of out of control. Now, but I love you. Dude, the, engage, Ever the engagement has been insane. When, like, you, when you trade something that is worth zero for something that is a holy grail, like that is a good deal any day. I don't care. Like, I don't care what the number next to feet picks on OpenSea is. It can say one ETH, it can say five ETH, it can say 0.1 ETH. The value is zero. So the fact that you secured a wizard pingu with that, like, you know, props to you. Yeah, I'm riding the rest. I have like 70 remaining. If those do send, I'm going to just buy stocks with them. So, I mean, I got the penguin out of it. So um, please, please don't tell me who traded you that. Um, uh, I don't I'm not going to I'm not disclosing. I'm not. Uh, okay. I, I, don't, I didn't sign an NDA. I signed a friend. <laughs> but in our chat. What <laughs> I will say later, like, you're going to you be were, like. Sorry, PP, what were you saying? I was just saying, if you were to tweet, uh, hey, I just acquired a new wizard penguin <laughs> by the exchange of 50 feet or 70 feet picks, I think that would be a Dude, pretty solid. He treat. wanted to do it for a hundred. Say that, that story is going to be epic. Like, years down the road, when someone's like, So, like, how'd you come up? They're going to be like, Okay, well, you know about feet picks, right? And you're going to be like, Imagine feet picks, but pixelated. I had Dude. tons of them. I'm, I have an idea for another space, though. If it breaks, if FIFIX makes another all-time high, I'm just going to play the Footloose soundtrack in a Twitter space just with no one on stage. Oh, that's good. Dude, I'm mad. I saw them at, like, <laughs> .07, and I was like, this is ridiculous. And then I saw the next day they went another they, – they, they did 2X. I was like, fuck. Dude, you, like, I literally hosted a space. Uh, I, I have to take credit for it because it was the dumbest thing I ever did. I didn't know if it was going to work or not, but – I just like I took a shoe from the closet. I tried to I, I I just I just like copied the Goblin Town thing, and I just started like smacking the ground. And I'm like, wait, this is really stupid. What the fuck am I doing here? So I went to my computer. I'm like, all right, what do I do now? Like I had like 50 people, and I'm like, all right, let me just uh, start playing like tap dancing videos. And then I'm like, all right, this, they're like two minutes each. I'm like this is this isn't going anywhere. And I went to like Irish River dancing when they had like the hard shoes and stuff. And I'm just like, Oh my God, this is getting wild. And then more people are joining. And I'm like, all right. I looked up like that, sh- that off Broadway show stomp. And they're just like going nuts. And I, just, I just played, I was, just, I had it on like the, for like an hour. Like, and, and people, just, people were just staying in there. And like, I swear, I, I kid you not. Like some guy just sent me a message after he's like, that's the best Twitter space I've ever been to. I'm like, dude, you need to get more, man. <laughs> like, you gotta, 
<laughs> that, that was ridiculous. But the, you should see the volume. Like the most, I'll take credit. The most volume traded for the feed picks is when I hosted that space. It was. It, it's not a coincidence. Um, but yeah, like I, I can't. I can't do that again. There's no like. First of all, I, you know, like that. That's something you can only do once. And secondly, I'm like that was. I don't think anyone will, you know, have the attention span to go through that again. I need to switch it up. And there's only so many things you can do with with feet. You know, like as a feet feet themed uh, Twitter space. It's ridiculous, man. Um, I'm young. Welcome, welcome up, man. I know you you chimed in a little bit, but. First time I think I've actually introduced you. Pursue your passions and let your ambitions carry you. I buy things and sell things occasionally, money or occasional money maker. What a description, man! Welcome up to the stage. What do you have? <laughs> I love the. Oh, I love that you exactly read straight up my bio, and it's funny because that 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 quote is from a Travis Scott song. <laughs> the way I said it was just completely. <laughs> and no, it was no, it was that's literally how he says it. Like it was, I was, I rem- I'll never forget. I was like a sophomore in high school. I was late as fuck. I used to have English first period, um, and we used to do like I don't know how you guys had high school, but we had four classes a day, and they were ninety nine minutes long. So I was already late as shit to my first class, and the reason I was late because I was smoked weed, and the rule in high school was. If you show up late and you smoke weed, show up extra late, but don't smell like you smoke weed. And I was driving, and then it was like, pursue your passions and let your ambitions carry you. And I was like, you know what? I like that. Uh, dude, that is. <laughs> but, um. <laughs> that is a... So, yeah, what you got, man? You got your hand up. What's going on? I was going to say, all... I was going to just say, like, um, I know, you know, the pandas and the pudgies and the. Seals are all in a very tight community. If any of you have pandas, I just want to talk about the new uh, the art update today. Did you guys see that? Yo, wait. Let's let's kick it over to ISO for that because ISO is a big panda. Yeah, he, ISO was in there. ISO ISO um, was a speaker in the ISO was a speaker in the space. I saw him in there. Bro, Shout out ISO. Panda's new art is awesome, I, man. They killed okay, it. Wait, ISO. Two things. One, I don't know if you pay attention to NFT charts or not. There are a lot of people that don't, but I know from your crypto Twitter background. You know, you're like you're a trader by heart. Like one, yeah. the pandas chart is one of the most bullish charts that I, I've seen on literally any crypto asset. Like it looks yeah, like it's about to explode higher again. But then two, you know, hey, they've been doing a lot of really cool things. One of those things is the art. Tell me a little bit more about what you guys talked about and why you're bullish on pandas. Oh man, uh, it's where do we start? Well, so like the art upgrade, I. Th- I thought was really clean and they put a lot of time into that. That, that was like, uh, it was clean. Seven. The zombies look really cool. Like my zombie looks really cool. Now I haven't updated my PFP, but I will, but it looks really fucking cool. I think the red pandas hit really hard now because they have a beard and everything's much more vibrant and pops. Um, and then like the golds, I mean, you just kind of like Twitter's like, it's just full of pandas right now on my feed, probably because they all followed me. Um, Imagine but, being a guy who owned a red who sold the floor because he knew it was a red with the panda points came out and then the new update came out and now reds are considered like dope as fuck because they have the beard. Yeah. So I told people, I was like, reds are sacred. Like red gens are sacred. Do not sell them. Because um, all you have to do is you just pay attention in Discord and Telegram, man. Like, they were like, there's new art coming, right? It's like, great. Okay, what's coming in like three weeks, four weeks? Panda points, whole marketplace. You literally can gamble, like play poker, roulette. Um, 
your pandas accrue points and then those points can be used in like mini games and whatnot so like stupid addictive games like marbles or like a lot of the stuff that um are very uh, i've like made a meme around the the pp decks being sticky um where you're getting that retention ratio of users coming back and like there's more game theory now to holding a panda because you can level up that panda and then the value of it's gonna you're accruing value over time you can resell that higher right and so the entry into this arena is you need a panda and so now like i think the floor price of the panda is like one eight maybe i don't know what it is um it's but, like, like 1.6 is it one six? Oh, oh yeah it was one eight the other night i have one seven eight on open seat but so, so it was one eight the other day yeah blur's like one six yeah, so, uh, yeah just that variance so I think like just understanding Bags's background um, and the vision and watching the steps kind of play out thus far, if you have a thesis and the idea, then let it play out. And like, there's a lot of opportunity for this project to become a uh, much higher market cap in my mind and really try to bridge the, the normie uh, non-crypto audience into NFTs, which I think is inevitable going back to what Kaleo said, like, the NFT market is going to be the bull run for this, this like the biggest return in my opinion. And yes, uh, so it's coming from a, a guy who like literally didn't know anything about NFTs until the spring. Like, and I was like, these pandas make sense. I'm gonna buy a bunch of them. Uh, Dude, doesn't like, it doesn't it click when you just get in? Like, it's hard to explain to others. Like, as a, someone like I've I've been trading for like like i really got into nfts with the pudgy so that was like august 21 and i was trading for like four years i guess at that point and yeah. I, I thought they were dumb as hell like you know what i mean looking at snl and the apes and everything and top shot i'm like what the fuck is this and then you know whatever what what you know just i guess it's just lucky or whatever you join the, the penguins and it all like just made sense so it's funny yeah, how I mean, that it, happened to me the uh the first iteration that we saw in the bull run now we're in like the second iteration, which makes more sense to me. The first one re really didn't. I think it was like largely just like rare art driven and I didn't connect with it as much. But when you can, when like the pandas to me were always this like access point, like I have this credit card and I can do these things. So that was my initial idea behind it. I was like, Oh, this is cool. Like I have this and, I can go to uh, sporting events or music festivals. Like they throw their own music festival or I can, you know, they bought a 15 year box at Allegiant stadium. So like you have the opportunity to get highly discounted tickets to a suite. Um, and then you start thinking about like, um, how does that translate into like, you know, if brands wanted to get involved in this and then the multiple revenue streams. So to me, it's like early stage startup investing. Whereas like, some most of the other nft stuff i saw uh just didn't make sense like penguins clearly i mean i see that vision early stage startup and then that that idea alone like if nfts become kind of the play and that's that's how normies come into the space back into crypto and it's and it becomes like a big mover then you're going to start to see actual like venture investment in it on the equity side of these companies and the NFTs are the way that they're you're as a shareholder are going to appreciate in value. So it just like was crystal clear to me of how I thought about like the pandas and the penguins. Um, and I don't, I mean, I probably am missing other projects, but like I would say the crossover between the two projects is really good. You had a lot of people 
from the penguins start to support the pandas, including the founder. Um, I'm sure they're going to do a panda penguin party. I mean, they've already talked about it on spaces. Uh, so, and they're both unique value propositions like around brand and IP. And then the pandas are more like uh, a multi uh, faceted approach with like mini games, point system. Eventually I think it can be brand IP. Cause like, it's very much, it's very much like a, um, a social club, both of these things. And that, and that can be very attractive to outsiders if things catch, catch steam. And I just don't see that happening in any tokens. Um, to be honest, like it, there's not the same, um, like passion or like uh, level of interest in my, in, in my view right now. So Super Dude, Bowl with some NFTs. So true. And I love to hear that, man, because, you know, seeing your passion for NFTs in the space is a lot more special to me than seeing the average NFT aficionado, because there just aren't many people from crypto Twitter yet that have really bought into the concept of NFTs. The average person still stiff arms them completely. When you're looking at the overall viral potential for it, I don't know if you saw my thread from earlier. Like one of the things that makes me incredibly bullish, not just the market caps, right? The market caps are a potential when you look at it and you're like, damn, okay, you're a $5 million market cap for some of these, a $50 million. When you start attributing market caps, you understand just how small the space is. But one of the things that I think is a little bit more clear is looking at the overall volume. And yes, I get it. You know, trading a fungible asset versus a non-fungible asset, two completely different things. But you're insane if you don't think that perps are going to land on NFTs eventually. So when you look at a mark, you know, you look at the total record monthly volume for NFTs as $5 billion and the total crypto market as a whole trades 25 to $75 billion daily. Yeah, like, bro, it's just it blows my mind how people don't see the potential that's still there that's untouched yet. Yeah, I mean, for me, it's like, look, um, it's easy to, to dismiss things. But if you don't like give it a chance, then you could be missing something. Right. So, well, I don't like NFTs like uh, initially I didn't understand them, but then I started to do a little more research and was like this is starting to make more sense and there's some interesting things happening here. A lot of people just don't take the time. They, they, they're just like, ah, fuck those. This, those are dumb. You guys are buying pictures. Like it's like, okay, well then sit on the sidelines. Cause it's been the best. It's like been one of the best performing assets in the bear market. <laughs> like, exactly, man. It's insane. <laughs> like the return on some of these NFTs, if you got in during like the blood, when everyone was crying and like the spring, um, and you just kind of, you, you didn't even need to be smart. You just needed to like kind of align yourself with a community, do a little research and then start to meet the people in it. And you're like, yeah, this, this idea could work. They're like $300 pandas. Okay, cool. Buy 20 of them or, you know, whatever you, it, it's a good return already. Right. And you're getting ETH on that. So yeah, um, I'm excited. I think there's a lot more room to grow. Like someone was like, I just wanted to pump for a month. I was like, dude, this is gonna last like a year. You just have to hold on. Years. Yeah. Fifteen hey, year run. You had your hand up for a minute. What's going on, man? Uh, nothing, man. Sorry, also, hi, Kaleo. I don't know if you remember me. I've been in a couple of your spaces. No, nah, I do. I do. Um, I I also just think it's very like. It's very simple because I was the same way. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. My background is in trading. Like I started back in like 2018 as a forex trader 
and like uh, I used to trade Forex. I used to trade stock options and stuff. And then one of my friends back in March of 2020 was like, yo, there's this like I uh, I had like a computer background. They were like um, <clears throat> Bitcoin, Ethereum. They were like, there's this thing called Ethereum. You could buy it for like one hundred and fifty dollars right now. And at the time, I was like, oh, okay. I was like, you know, I had a little bit of money. I was like, okay, whatever. I'll put $1,000 into this at 150 Holy shit. I was like, yo, fuck the stock market. I was like, what? Fuck Forex. I was like, where am I playing? And then I got into the NFT space a little bit. My first NFT uh, experience was, I don't know if any of you were around for this. Uh, you know what DeFi Kingdoms is? Old school oh, DeFi man. Oh, Jewel? old school, old school DFK. Yeah, Jewel. Yeah, so that's how I got it. Oh my god. Yeah, dude. I, I bought. So I bought a fucking hero. I bought a hero from one of my really like by my best friends. He cut me like a good deal. In head in in hindsight, it wasn't even a good deal. But like, uh, yeah, I bought a hero from him for like eight hundred dollars. Yeah, I know. Um, and then I got into the space, and I was like, okay, GameFi. And then that shit went to like zero. And then I was, uh, what, there was like this one little crab game on AVAX that I saw people playing a lot. I think Krabata or whatever. Krabata. Yep, yep, the Krabata. And like, I saw people printing like 10K a day off of their fucking crabs. And I was like, what? But then, you know, like, everything went to zero. People faded out. I focused on trading because that's what I did. And then I'll never forget because I won my zombie panda on a retweet. It was like a retweet giveaway uh, from the Kumpai Panda account. And honestly, ever since then, I've met so many cool people through the NFT space. Like, I mean, I already have some NFT for or I already have some panda boys like uh, uh, Big A-Hill and them. They wanted to come out because I live in Colorado and I was like, they were like, we're going skiing. I was like, whoa, you guys got to come out here. I was like, I got my friend's family has a cabin up in the mountains i was like they'll let us rent it for like a hundred bucks i was like we can go up there and go ski so it's cool the community that i've met and like i was not a big nft trader because i had a really good friend my one of my best friends was a big nft trader he had uh he had a he had like four board apes from like you know way back when in like summer of 2021 when they were like sub 10k so he was stacking those, and then he kind of put me onto the game because then, you know, he got the mutant and the ape and all that stuff. And that's what I kind of like about the pandas with these pandas points is it's kind of like if you accumulate those points, those add-on, it's kind of like, um, I guess it's kind of like one of those apes that never claimed their ape coin. It's like not only do you get the NFT, but you also get a second set of utility with it, which has value. And same thing, like, I mean, I don't, I'm, I'm not selling this panda unless I'm getting paid, like, you know, down payment for a house. But I just thought it was, I, I just thought, yeah. No, Dude, they up, gave like, away not... so many pandas. The come by pandas gave away so many. And like... it's crazy because I was, I got this panda given away to me, bro. I mean, like, October, no, like, early in the project, like, way back. I mean, like, it's, it was... It, there was no snow on the ground, and it was last year in Colorado. So, I mean, that was sometime past last, like, September. And I literally grabbed it, and I was like, bet. I'm not selling this shit because the best offer I had on it was, like, $200. I was like, oh, I was like, I got it for free. I'm not selling this. I was like, I like the people. 
And, like, I literally made dope friends through the community. Like, I have multiple panda people who are probably, hopefully, you know, going to come out sometime soon in the next month or two, and we're all going on a ski trip. Like, I never would have met I'm those people. Skier. I literally Yo. am just, like, holding NFTs, ETH, and Lido, <laughs> and going skiing. Like, I have five Bro, ski trips. Bro, get your ass and out Rooster, to Colorado. Yeah, I literally live in Colorado. Here. Get your ass Let out Let me here. know about that. Uh, I'm going to be in Vail. Okay, I'm here in Denver uh, right now. 8th to the 12th, I'll be in Vail. Dude, I live 35 minutes away from Vail. Bro, hit me up. I'm not even joking. I'm so fucking serious. <laughs> Do I follow you? On, I, oh, I got to follow you back. There's so many yes, pandas. Bro, can't I, keep track. I, I know. I got I, I, dude, I have... Bro, I would take you... There's a spot in Vail. It's called Bojo's Pizza. It's fucking amazing. Bojo's they Pizza? Built, they built a wood brick oven out of the side of a mountain. Like, it's literally... The mountain goes into the restaurant. Like, they built the restaurant around the side of a mountain. <laughs> And, like, the brick oven they cook the pizza in is literally just a fucking caved inside of the mountain. It's, oh, and it's great food. That's sweet. I gotta yeah. check it out. Yeah, I'll give you a shout. This is what I mean. Like, this is exactly what I mean. Like, I had no idea that this man, like, we're being in this space, and, it, you know, it provides that sense of community. And especially in a bear market, I feel like community matters more than anything else because it's, like, there's no better way to cope than someone being like, yeah, bro, I'm fucking wrecked. And they're like, me too. And they're, And then, you know, like, I'm not saying it makes it better, but it makes it relatable to other people. It's like, and then the people that have conviction and we're like, hey, like, you know, there's light at the end of this tunnel. Like Kaleo says, it's like, I mean, bro, this dude is sitting here in the midst of a bear market weekly hosting. I mean, I'm pretty sure I was here last week saying the exact same thing. Yeah, you just yeah the repetition of the of your uh, it's rep- repeti- repetition is impressive, Kaleo. Hey, it's fucking it, impressive. I- I told y'all, like, especially entering into this year, I've got a renewed vigor slash sense of hustle that I just haven't had in a minute. And, and like, as insane as it sounds, so much of it comes from just doubling down my conviction on where the NFT space is headed. You know, and like literally wanting and believing, believing that by repetition and literally by just showing up, that I can turn the stonks into something great, right? Like, you know, that there's nothing stopping the stonks from becoming something something great other than, like, continued repetition. And eventually it just reaches a point. You even look at it right now with the pandas. Like, and the pandas were a good case study for me with where, you know, bags just consistently showed up. It wasn't something that just hit off. Like, the majority of people, when you have something that doesn't work out immediately, just quit. You know, you can look at, a countless other NFT projects that have done that, but literally yeah. all it takes is just showing up. He was on like a roadshow, man. That's why I was like, this is like literally a CEO, like trying straight to straight up pitch everyone. And it's, and the, it was really good. Cause like the message was clear. He understands like what needs to be done. You go on like eight spaces in like a week and then every single space with new people on it. And Luca does the same thing and you do the same thing. It's like, the message you just you're not like ramming it down their throat but the more times you hear it the more times it's going to eventually click with you like it has to be like an elevator pitch like here's why this is going to work and like sure people can say no but you'll have probably a large percentage of people if it's a well thought out business plan or agree with you and they'll buy into the idea like that's just how i mean the same thing with tokens and stocks like this is it's the same thing so it's just it's just a different asset <laughs> like, but it's very much a, a similar approach. Um, so it's it's really like the founders who are, uh, 
the, the good founders are gonna really and we're blessed we're blessed the, to have a project. founder like bags too because like he definitely has the one he has the experience and two like he was saying um earlier i saw you were a speaker in the chat i saw um like it took a minute to mint out like it was an organic mint out it didn't mint out instantly and then floor price moon and then fucking crashed no it was like a nice slow like organic mint out and like he wasn't right he wasn't wrong like the type of people who mint or have these pandas were all a very similar group of people. Like the way he was talking about tapping into that level of market where it's like, you know, adult males who are between 20 and what I'm finding out, like fucking 50. I didn't know some pandas are boomers. That's adorable. Um, yeah, dude. Some of these guys are like, boy, <laughs> I know. I was like, I was, I was like, damn, bro, you're rich as fuck. I was like, when did you get, your I was like, you make more like, money. When I was 30. He, I was like, when'd you get money? He's like, when I was 35, I'm 50 now. I was like, oh shit, I'm 25. I was like, never mind. But hey, that yeah, tells no, him. And then like, same true. thing they said though. They said that like, you know, you're doing something right. If you're in a space like, um, I, when I, when I, one thing I've learned is like, um, when you're, when you're young, like prime example, Kaleo doesn't have to do this. I'm pretty sure dude's a vet. I'm pretty sure he'd probably be well off if he wasn't here. But the fact that he's still here is, like, my man likes to see other people win. And I appreciate that so much out of somebody who has a level of status. Because, like, I mean, dude has, I, I mean, dude has status. I was like, you're, like, you know, you're, you're definitely one of the, one of the top, top guys. And, like, the fact that you're still out here talking to random people who might even have, like, two followers, but they're in the space. And they tell you about a win and you hype them up, like... That's what, and the same thing with bags too. Like that's what you want to see out of like, and same thing with uh, uh, same thing with like the pudgies and the seals. Like even if you're balling beyond belief, you love to see the other person next to you win, regardless if it's like a hundred dollar dub to them. Like that hundred dollar dub could mean the difference between you know if you know they get to eat or not. And I just think that's that's wholesome because not all of us are you know like. Not all of us have the money to be like, yeah, you know what, 30 ETH here and there. Like, dude, 30 ETH to a regular person is like a fucking salary. <laughs> and that's there. And that's yeah. crazy. So, yeah, back to you, ISO. Yeah, no, I agree with that. I mean, I, <clears throat> I mean, I'm super vocal on Twitter about certain things. So I'm like, look, at one point, we all didn't know something and then you follow the right people or you just kind of figure out a way to channel like, you know, who you think is maybe on top of an idea, right? Idea generation comes from other people most of the time. Let's just like whatever it is, a, a light bulb, a, a tweet or something. And so like, it's been great to see the, how thankful people are for like trading calls, right? Like all the liquidity stuff I post, like that's free. Okay, like people made a lot of money trading those things. Now people are like, oh man, I got in the pandas at like $300. Like this is freaking sick. Now they're making money, right? You may be starting something for someone else uh, that could become a career for them that was a side hustle. I think that's what a lot of people come to crypto for, right? Um, and I think if you put like, this is, my, this is my job. I do this every day. Like I try to explain to people what I do. And I'm like, I own a bunch of pictures of pandas. <laughs> and normies can't relate to that but they're also like damn one like your panda dude is worth seventy three hundred dollars that you got for free your zombie like that's pretty cool so you know just sticking around 
and like maybe you're playing poker in the in the pandas like daily poker thing or you just like retweeted something because bags gave away so many like who knows man that can materialize into a lot and then that could be a big starting point uh for Bro, you or you know, I whatever sold, i haven't sold yet and i already as like i like i said like i haven't sold and like i am not a made it dude i have a nine to five job i work a normal job like most people do like and i still will not liquidate i have an offer right now for 4k 4k right now could terminate my lease and get me out of this fucking hellhole apartment but i'm not doing it because that's down payment for my house no i'm yeah. not and like i love the community bro like i honestly wouldn't like having a non pfp panda especially i haven't even switched it yet from the the new update i was like i was like i thought it was cool before yeah, I'm, I'm not and I'm not unless it's like something that genuinely is like, OK, like this will change my life. You know, like I could put a down payment on a home for my, you know, future family and stuff like that. Other than that, though, I was like, no, I was like, I don't give a fuck. I saw those random little lowball offers. And it's crazy because I'm not an NFT dude. I'm a trader. This is like the first actual NFT of value. I had a bunch of heroes in DFK, but, you know, those are zero. So uh, this is the first NFT that I've actually had. And I was like, oh, okay. I was like, you know, I have something of value. And I realized. Oh, yeah. We got drugs there, my man. Uh, Sorry. Hey, you know, I agree with you. No, 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 you're good. I was going to say one of the things that I really agreed with that you were talking about there. That was just the opportunity that a lot of these, like, you know, you look at bags with the way that he did a bunch of those giveaways. I mean, heck, I can even go back to earlier where I was talking to my uh, buddy Hondo, who co- co-founded the Stonks with me. And like I said, you know, we, we, we saw a couple of the ones he gifted to his Bible study back in the day getting sold. Like, it's awesome. You know, I love seeing that because he was like, you know, he basically back whenever we first minted, gifted everybody in his Bible study like 500 bucks. You know, just like essentially that's what happened. And it's like, you know, people want to hold on to it. Great. If they don't, no big deal. It doesn't change the dynamic of where everything's heading. But I think that the overall, like the generosity aspect is something that, you know, it it creates a culture that's different and kind of permeates and persists a lot longer than what you have in some of the other projects that don't necessarily have that. It does, because, like, dude, like, I honestly just, like, I, I, I was just, like, oh, whatever, like, like, retweet, and then I, I'll never forget, because I woke up at, like, 1 a.m., and I checked my Twitter, and I had a DM from the Kumpai Panda account, and it was the verified one, and they were, like, you're the winner, and I immediately screenshotted that shit, and I sent it to Bags, and I was, like, yo, is this for real? He was, like, is that the official account? I was, like, yeah, he's, like, then congratulations, you won, and... Not about 10 minutes later in my account, I had my zombie. And I was, I mean, literally at that time, zombies were like $300. And I was like, dude, I'm going to hold this shit. And I told I told my girlfriend, I was like, hey, I got this. She's, I was like, it's $300. She's like, what are you going to do with it? I was like, I'm going to hold it. I was <laughs> like, I'll probably meet cool people. And I shit you not, I've met so many dope people. I mean, like I said, I'm a trader, not NFT guy. I didn't even know how to refresh metadata. I had to have A Hill like FaceTime me one night, and this man had to re- literally like talk me through refreshing metadata just so I could actually move it on. I didn't even know how to move it to ETH. It was a, it was a, a Avax Panda, and I was like, "Yo, how do I move this shit?" And like he sat here on the phone with me for like three hours. We hung out. We just chilled took a couple shots together on cam and whatnot and like we just hung out and like 
it's cool because now I have like a lifelong friend through that. Like I talk to this man every day. Like this man hits me up and says good morning, and I, you know, we talk real life things, just random things. And I think that level of util, like that level, I guess I mean in my brain, I call that utility, which is like the utility to meet like-minded people. I mean, there's six or like fucking like nine billion people or something on the earth. I was like, to meet like-minded ones like yourself is a blessing. I was like, and if you get to do it through a little community where everybody gets to make a little money too, I was like, dude, that's that's as good as it gets. Like, what more could you want? It's pretty sweet, and they they understand the in real in real life component with like the events and pandemonium, and like you know that's like whatever they do once or twice a year. Maybe they're gonna have it where basically you have panda. You can go to the music festival that they throw. They did it in Vegas. I didn't get to go to it, and then they like. I don't know. I think bags maybe like went to Dre's after with some of the pandas. Just very much party I told bags got. I told bags I... he has to fucking bags got to book out. Uh, Red Rocks, dude. I don't know if any of you have been to Colorado, but Red Rocks is one of the coolest venues. On Bro, the book literally... out Red Rocks. I mean, that'd be intense. But how much does it cost to book out Red Rocks? Yeah, Red Rocks. Like, well, no, Red Rocks is only, Red, Red Rocks is only 10k capacity. I was like, I was told that the pandas thing was like. On his little interview, like it was way more than 10k. Red Rocks is only 10k capacity. I mean, yeah. I, th- I think they have some pretty big ideas planned, so it'll be exciting to see. Yeah, it'll be really cool. It'll be really, unfolds. it'll be really fucking cool. Hey, Udi, welcome up to the stage, man. I know you were slowly creeping your way into uh, into NFT. You know, I don't want to say maximalism, but, you know, into opening yourself up to the idea of NFTs. How are you doing, my man? Hey, what's up? What's up? I, I still don't get it. Like, do I do I save them like on on my phone, on my as my wallpaper? Like, how do, what what do I do with them? <laughs> I bought a few. I don't know what to do now. <laughs> you just stare at them every day. <laughs> Hey. Instead of instead of charts, you just stare at pictures. It's actually much much better. I sent one to my you mom. Know, she didn't get it. Sense. Like I'm looking at all my refresh pandas, and goddamn, they're cool. I, I'm now one of these like NFT guys. Now I know how now how how you guys all feel. <laughs> well, that that that's a funny thing, man. At the very beginning, Udi. I mean, I was the same way, right? Like, I didn't really understand it. And it's just one of those things that when it clicks, it freaking clicks. It's like, Udi, did you ever play RuneScape back in the day by chance? No, I'm actually too old for that. I was I was already old when RuneScape came out. Okay, so you were too old for even RuneScape. Well, dang, I, I, I don't know of a good connection to make with you then, man. Like, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, I'm kidding. Ooh, did you play Pac-Man? <laughs> <laughs> Atari? Oh, yeah. He was a Galaga maximalist. <laughs> did you just Google that? No, bro. Like, okay, I love Galaga. Like, that was one of my favorite things anytime I went to uh, the arcade. Yeah, like, you know, I used to go to the arcade. I, do they even have arcades anymore outside of, you know, Dave and Buster's? Fuck um, yeah, we got this place called Nickel and Play in Colorado. You every game is a nickel. You walk in there, it's called nickel play, and they have a bar in there. It's amazing. So yes, we still have arcades. I whooped my girlfriend's ass in Street Fighter <laughs> last weekend. Okay, so arcades are still a thing. Arcades are still a thing. 
I don't know where I'm going with that, Udi, but what I was originally going to say with the RuneScape concept was, back then, bro, like, literally, think about it from this perspective. You know, it's the same thing with punks. Like, the most desirable assets in that game were the absolute most useless. Um, you know, you, like, they, they had these drops on holidays where they released items that were holiday items that were tradable, but they couldn't ever be made again. It was a one-time only drop. So eventually, even though you could do nothing with these items other than wear them and kind of show them off to other people, they became the most valuable assets in the entire game. People used them to trade like large sums of whatever. And it ended up becoming, you know, same type thing as like punks, right? Like what is the utility of a crypto punk, right? Like if nothing else, it is a flex. People used to shit on the art and the higher the price became, the more people started saying, damn, like this art is incredible, right? Like, so I, I, I'm a big fan of, you know, as much as I like some of the utility that some of these projects are starting to push, I think right now, like the art and the community side of it is more important than anything else. That's what makes sense to me is the collectible nature of a lot of these. And if nothing else, that it's just a digital flex. And when you're looking at the digital economy and where things are trending, even with social media and everything else, it's a lot easier to flex a digital, you know, you can prove a digitally scarce asset that you own and flex it versus trying to flex some shit coin that you've got in your wallet, right? Like, I don't know. It just makes more sense to me. Yeah, yeah I mean, I sure. think, I think it, so if it's also at... easier than flexing like a car, because if you want to flex the car, you have to like show it to people. You can only see like, what, 10 people a day? <laughs> With NFTs, you can show them to thousands of people every day. Am, yeah, am it's also it right? like, look at the way younger generations view digital assets, like skins, video games, Robux, these like mini games, Fortnite. And then like how uh, like how everyone's trying to level up characters with different attributes. Like, I don't know. I think it's kind of like happening in the NFT space right now with some of these projects. And so when you, when you have that stuff happen and you have large amounts of people uh, flock to something like that, those are users essentially or, con- or customers for larger brands to then advertise there. It's like similar to what people thought was going to happen in the metaverse. It's kind of like happening in, in, in the NFT world. And that's how you bridge the normie non-crypto crowd into the crypto universe with, with this type of stuff. You're not going to do it with all coins. I'm telling you, that's why like, I really do as, as insane as people said back in like October 21, when I did the, the stock mint, like everybody said pictures, you know, JPEGs of digitally generated price action for charts is absolutely insane. Who would ever want to collect that? Bro, I'm telling you, it is something I believe in so much that it resonates with a broader audience. When you're talking about people and bridging the gap over to, you know, collecting with something like this, I think that it just makes sense. It, like, but it doesn't, I get it. I, I can understand, I guess, how it might not if you don't, have any nfts if you don't collect in that but once you do it's just one of those things again like it just clicks like it freaking makes sense i gave my nephew a genesis panda for christmas cost me 300 dollars. now i I don't know what it's worth three thousand right i gave my brother one and they're like what are we gonna do with these i was like just just wait and see i was like the idea generation came largely from your nephew from my nephew your son 
who talks about these digital assets and like all the things that he does on, uh, you know, Robux and he's showing me different characters. Those are basically NFTs. They're just not on chain yet. So, um, you know, I don't really want to keep talking about the pandas, but like, dude, the, you're going to be able to do these things with the different traits with pandas. You're going to be able to mix and match in a lab and change these things up, which is very much the same as what people are doing over in the, in the video game ecosystem. And then that can really attract, uh, you know, the, the, the advertising side of it. And then are some of those attributes going to translate into uh, in real life things like Steph Curry's selling shoes and you get an NFT with it? It's hard to see now, but directionally, this is like where things are going. Is it going to work? I don't know. But the writing seems to be on the wall that that is the trajectory of stuff based on cultural and demographic things that that I see. So it's like longer term thinking for this. It's not like buy it and flip it right away. Like there's I think there's a lot of arcs to this story that are really interesting. I agree, man. Well, I've got two questions. I'm going to go first to Udi, then I'm going to go to Brainfart. Udi, I'm just curious when a Bitcoin maxi. Well, first off, do you have any Bitcoin maxis that still follow you, that still interact with you? <laughs> I I must have blocked like thousands of them. Like I think I have the most comprehensive Bitcoin maxi block list, but I still have some. <laughs> I still have some, and they're like <laughs> they have fun, like you know, being my reply guys and like being annoyed in my tweets. It's it's a it's a, it's a fun relationship. Well, I'm just curious, you know, from that crowd, I mean, heck, here's the funny relationship that I think you would understand more than anybody, right? Whenever you made the jump from being a Bitcoin maxi to opening yourself up to a multi-chain future and you started sharing your thoughts about that, you got a ton of shit from that initial community that you, you know, were with for the majority of the time that you were on Twitter and involved with crypto, right? So, you know, I think it's been the same experience for me really being involved with nfts more except for from the crypto twitter side of things like and the the thing is crypto twitter who trades these shit coins without pictures doesn't realize the irony of that judge like it's honestly a similar relationship to ct and bitcoin maxi twitter huh. yeah we, people are just resistant to change you know i think that uh Things change and, and, and it's just difficult to, to handle it. But yeah, I'm with you. I think, you know, that's what they are. They shit coins with pictures. <laughs> and like, they're, they're not really that different. They're very similar. I, I think they're like, I think they're more honest, you know, because at the end of the day, you're, you're buying a picture of a giraffe and that's what you bought, <laughs> you know? No one's promising, like back in my days, <laughs> you know, back in like 2017 or whatever, people would have promise you that if you buy their shit coin they'll make like some crazy ai flying cars or whatever and like the, a lot of bullshit and lies and you know at least the nfts are honest like yeah it's it's a picture of a monkey and you can buy it or you cannot buy it and that's it Bro, that's it that is the thing that makes the most sense to me because as much as like a lot of the utility projects out there, as much as people hype them and whenever people ask me anything about like, I don't invest in any NFTs based on potential utility, right? Because I think utility is one of the greatest opportunities for failure at this stage. Not to say that like people can't deliver, 
right? But a lot of the time, whenever people talk about utility and talk about a roadmap for NFTs, I become more bearish because I'm like, well, you know, as much as there is, you know, a chance that you might end up succeeding with this, in all honesty, you're setting up now opportunities for failure versus if people just buy for the art and buy for the community, like you said, it's intuitive, right? Like it's so much more intuitive and honest than the average shitcoin. Um, but yeah, man. So, you know, like I, yeah, I, I, do, absolutely. I do love the fact that you're up here. And like the last thing I have that is, it, it, have you ever gotten any shit? Like, you know, I haven't really seen you talk too much about NFTs. But have you gotten shit from anybody the few times that you have? Like, even being involved, like, coming up on a space like this? I mean, you know, in the beginning, it probably did. But it's it, we're at the point where <laughs> the, the the maxis are trying to ignore my existence now, which I think is healthy for everyone. So not anymore. But, I, you know, I think the way I look at it, um, I'm not necessarily going to be the world's biggest NFT collector myself. But what I find really interesting in it is that it's it's exposing a completely new audience to to this world of crypto, people who didn't care about it before and people who I think if I, if I gave them a lecture about Bitcoin and its unique properties uh, uh, as money, I don't think they're going to be, I don't think they're going to care about it. But through NFTs and through, you know, whatever it is, art or community, whatever it is that they find interesting in it, through that, you know, we can transfer some of the values that we care about, like decentralization and self-sovereignty and, and self-custody and all of that stuff to a completely new audience of people. So I find it like super exciting because, you know, I've been around for a while and I feel like eh, there's, we've already reached the people who care about, you know, a new kind of money. And, and if we want to transfer our values to a new group of people, that's, that's maybe the way. Amen, man. Um, yeah, that's, that's correct. Hey, I think that's. Hey, hey guys, just want to say I got to bounce out. Um, I appreciate the space. Shout out, Fart, Alex, UD, <laughs> Leo, everybody else. UD's not bald. We love to see it. Um, shout out everybody. Uh, thank you guys. I got to run. So um, I appreciate the space. Thank you, Kaleo. I was like, uh, hope you guys all have a great day and a good week. Take care, guys. Hey, I, I love your energy. How about thanks for coming out, man? Take, <laughs> Take it easy, easy, man. Yep. See you oh, guys later. Got Alex. Hashtag Alex Hey hashtag, guys. Hashtag how y'all doing tonight? How y'all doing tonight? Um, thanks for having me up. I just had one uh, one quick story that uh, when you were trying to explain uh, RuneScape and and um, NFTs to to Udi uh, that really like resonated with me. I, I I come from crypto Twitter background as well, and you know like swing trading, shit coins, that kind of thing. And I tailed uh, Jeebus into a the penguin trade in, in August of, of 2021. And, and it was like so obvious in the sense of like a moment, a momentum trade. And so I picked up a bunch of penguins and then, you know, started flipping them and, and was like, wait a minute, I kind of like that one. And that, and that immediate moment right there was when NFT started to make sense to me from a long-term standpoint was when I, I was attached to the asset from a fundamental, like emotional standpoint, as opposed to from a strictly, monetary you know price action target entry price exit price mindset if it was a shit coin it would have been like hey we hit the target price dump that crap uh but since i there was like this more to it there was this sense of community there was this energy on uh on on twitter and there were people like vibing with one another and then i looked at my wallet and there's like 
you know, the guy, the dude has like sunglasses and is chilling with like a, a Christmas hat. And I'm like, well, I'm not selling that one. And that was the moment where it was just like, oh yeah, okay, NFTs make sense to me. Yeah. I love the story, man. I love the story because it's so true, right? Like again, with a lot of these things, you don't even under, you know, from a, because that is the utility for a lot of it. Like it sounds insane. And if you're, if you don't end up investing in an NFT whatsoever, like I don't think it really clicks until you enter into it, but it just makes so much more sense than buying your average shitcoin. I cannot think of any shitcoin that I ever had that type of affinity toward other than maybe Stratus. Um, whenever I first really dove down the <laughs> shit coin rabbit hole, because bro, I was in like every single Stratus discord, you know, I guess they had Slack back in the day, looking at every single announcement, hanging on to every single word that they were talking about with the updates. But bro, I was always let down every single time. <laughs> Like, at the end of the day, when I looked at my balance, I'm like, oh, you know, did I ever achieve the number that I wanted for a master node? No, like, this is just a really depressing number on the screen because it used to be more. It's not like looking at a JPEG that's down. I'm like, oh, this is kind of a badass JPEG. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. There's like, there's one other thing, too, that that it, this is particularly a panda story, but it doesn't apply. It applies to every collection. Um, but you know, my PFP is a one of one in the infinity collection and the story of how I got it is a, a guy in the collection rolled it, um, on day one reveal happened. He listed it for 20 ETH and I bought it, um, which, which is a great deal for me. But, but for him, he was like in need of some home repairs, ended up putting a new roof on his house and a porch. And, and now his family has like this this entryway that they don't get rained on with mud all over. Like he has like a story he tells of like, we basically like that the pandas like kind of changed his life in a, in a way. And there's like a dozen of them. And I think that's across NFTs. There's a, there's a sense of like a comeuppance that's available here that you, you just don't get when you buy, you know, 2000 XYZ tokens. I mean, maybe it hits a hundred X or whatever, but the stories aren't as, as profound in my like it doesn't feel as profound as my in my opinion as as the what has happened in nfts and the opportunity that exists and that random mint there's there's a sense of of, of uh, opportunity that exists in a mint and a reveal that that doesn't exist in any, anything else yeah Rainfall, you've had your hand up for a while but if take it over to you then i so i'll let you uh go right after him no i'm good i was yeah. agreeing with alex yeah yeah, yeah. So like basically uh, with all this NFT talk, uh, I just wanted to add in also about like ENS names. Uh, like I've seen a trend where right now, like people who have like the digits, like the four digits, and if they are planning on keeping their, you know, like their punks, like people who have punks, they want to keep them. So they are trying to get their uh, respected digits in ENS as well. So ENS is also like... Uh, like something that has like a really bright future and that has been getting like a lot of uh, attention as well. So even like, uh, like names that are mixed, like mine, like brain fart, like there are like actual uh, names that have been, uh, you know, like used and we have like three digit 
like uh, ENS names, which is like only like an exclusive club for like hundred only people ever. And then like so, I believe in the future, like with all of this uh, technology adoption that is going to come up, like ENS has like a really big role to play because like people would want to have like their usernames as well. Uh, associated with their uh, Web3 identity, right? So uh, ENS is something that is also like really good and that can go on. Also like uh, ENS has been getting like a lot of volume as well. Over like 40,000 Ethereum volume has been traded on uh, like just like OpenSea alone. So so yeah, I just wanted to add that to into this conversation. Appreciate that, man. ENS is another thing I feel like I don't talk about enough and definitely deserves some love because, yeah, you know, like whether whether people agree or not, text, I mean, you even look at the, uh, I mean, license plates is a really obvious one, right? Where you can look at some of those low digit license plates in Dubai or other, con- you know, other states, countries, whatever, and look at it, how it has become such a flex. It really does. You know, like it makes sense. So ENS, another thing I wish that I had more exposure to. I'm just not creative enough. Um, Elok, hand up. What's going on? Yeah, so I kind of like question for Udi and Kaleo. Um, I have like an IRL friend um, who's like a Bitcoin maxi. And like he blocked me on Twitter because I was like talking about East stuff. He's like, you're bringing no, no value to the conversation. But like, I'm just like wondering like what? Why can't you like be a Bitcoiner? Because I consider myself a Bitcoiner, but like I do a lot in ETH because like it's more interesting. Like there's culture with like the NFTs, but like why do we have like this group of maxis that just like is so toxic? Like loses all their IRL friends and and like they like deny reality. Like that there's another chain out there. Like I don't I don't understand. And like why can't the Bitcoiners like take the lead and not the maxis in a sense? Because they're kind of just like. They just turn into like these religious, like carnivores. It's like I don't know. They're, like they get in these weird pockets of like <laughs> radicalization. It's like what is going on? Well, I mean, are, are you sure that Ethereum does exist? Though maybe they're right. Did you ever see an Ethereum? Were you even ever? Did you see yourself and Ethereum in the same room at the same time? How do you know that it's real? Maybe they're right. No, I I, I don't know. Honestly, <laughs> I don't know how it happened. Like it used to make sense, sort of. I think, like I think, the kind of movement really, kind of started in around 2017, where most of the stuff in crypto really were scams. You know, like 99% of ICOs were like totally scams, and it kind of makes sense to just say that everything is a scam, and that way, like people help. You know, people were able to protect each other, um, and I think that they kind of missed it when. <laughs> things stop being a scam like there's still a lot of scams i would say i don't know if you go to OpenSea, what it's like 90 percent scams maybe but that's that's a much better rate than it used to be <laughs> so if 10 percent is no longer scams that's like that's really impressive <laughs> compared to what things used to be like so yeah i don't know um i don't know if i i i kind of lost interest in trying to to you know save them or change their minds or whatever like whatever let them be what they want to be hopefully with time, I think, you know, that, that narrative, I don't think that even Bitcoiners like it very much anymore. So hopefully within time, the Bitcoin community will reject that too, I hope, um, because I think people are realizing that it doesn't really work anymore. Oh, I agree. You know, it's just, 
Like, I think Bitcoiners just have this sense of moral high ground or they believe that because Bitcoin was first and, you know, like I would arguably agree it is the most secure, right? That they it is the most secure. Yeah, for sure. I, I think it. I think it 100% is the most secure, but you know, when you, when you're trading pictures of giraffes, maybe you don't need it to be the most secure things in the world, you know, like maybe some things need to be super secure and some things don't. Well, but <laughs> and I that doesn't mean they're immoral. Credit for though, Udi, is how long it took to even get where it is today, right? You know, that a lot of these projects that are starting off may not be immediately as secure. And, you know, will they ever get to the level of security of Bitcoin? You know, debatable probably not with the way that it's set up you don't know and that's that's the thing that i'm looking at right now is that i think that there's just this moral high ground because they're not all on the exact same standard that they refuse to open up their minds to the ability that there are different blockchains that have different specializations and applications right do you think the average person that uses bsc gives a shit that it's more centralized like to reduce their transaction costs? No, I think there are a lot of people that trade on BSC regardless. And they really don't care. Like they obviously don't care about it because they see things like the blockchain being stopped completely to be, you know, like after that big hack that happened with the exploit, like, so people don't care, you know, and because of that. It's more than they don't care. It's actually, it's actually good for them that they stopped the chain and prevented the hack from from causing more damage like it it is actually good for the users like well, it th- is. that's the that's the thing that i think that some of the bitcoin maxis don't get like decentralization is great for some things and it is not good for other things exactly <laughs> and it's a well, spectrum there- like there's a level right like there's a there can be a level of decentralization that's not like complete and depending on the use case and depending on the users that might be the right one well, there's also there's a great there's a great irony in maximalism of any kind, in the sense that the maximalist themselves acknowledges that the two assets or chains or blockchains or entities or whatever are similar. So the fact that a blockchain maxi is claiming that they're superior to Ethereum or any other chain implies that they think that the, the two are the same, when in fact they're they're distinctly different. And and so Bitcoin is the absolute best an only asset that does what Bitcoin does. Um, and Ethereum is nothing like it. It's a totally different use case. It's a totally different application layer. It's a totally different purpose, just as NFTs are. So when you start to make this intellectual uh, stance that you know Bitcoin is this one thing and these other things are scams that are like weak comparisons to Bitcoin, you, you, you actually just miss the plot and are giving and making false equivalencies. So, so fundamentally, you know, we don't, like the, the decentralization and sound money principles of Bitcoin are, are only necessary in Bitcoin. They're, they're not necessary in giraffe pictures. They're, they're perhaps the opposite is the truth. You know, I like, I, I agree to that to a certain extent where you still, if you're collecting a giraffe picture, you hope the underlying chain that is hosting the black, the giraffe picture won't censor your transactions because, you know, you send it through the wrong wallet or you, you know, so like you hope to a certain extent that exists. But maybe, maybe you're somebody out there that owns a giraffe picture and you're like, man, this got stolen and I want it reversed. As much as I disagree with that principally and fundamentally, you know, hey, maybe there's somebody out there that 
doesn't give a shit about the fact that somebody else has those decisions over you and they like the fact there might be a big brother to be able to look out for them. And the idea of that just completely clashes with anything from the Bitcoin maximalist standpoint. So, you know, it, it does just create this tribalism that you've seen develop over the years, because like Udi, I think on a lesser scale, I've had multiple friends that have completely cut off their relationship with me because I talked about something that wasn't Bitcoin and it made no sense where, you know, there are these people that I I don't want to say worship you, but they're good friends, quote unquote. They talk about everything. They grind through whatever with you. They spend all that time. But then you talk about a shit coin all of a sudden in their eyes. You are this evil person. You have transformed. You have changed. I just disagree. You know, I'm more open to the idea that, again, there are different things built for different specific applications. No one thing is going to be the best answer for everything. And, and it's not unique to the Bitcoin maximalists either. They, they think they're unique in their standpoint. But, but to be honest, the tribalism exists across all asset classes and it exists across essentially every function of human society. I remember back in 2017, I, I got lured into the cult of VeChain and, and we hated the Walton people. The Walton people hated VeChain. I mean, there was like big rivalries there. And then, and then like, you know, uh, another uh, company would come out and say, oh, we're in the IoT space. And we'd and be like, oh, no, that's a scam. And then they're saying this is a scam. Well, it's all it was all scams. <laughs> it's all freaking garbage. It's all worthless. But the fact is, people get tribal about whatever they're financially vested in. So you're, you're, def- you're sort of defending the bag. And I think a lot of the the superior moral high ground that the Bitcoin maxis take is really ultimately just defending the bag. They're just shilling their own bag and trying to insulate it against uh, the erosion from other other asset classes. Well, Alex, even what you were talking about there, you know, you hit the nail on the head, even within the NFT community, right? You know, I'm actually glad Frank came up. It was perfect timing for this because, you know, talking about different chains, different this and that, like there's even hate within the NFT community, whether it's different project ecosystems within a certain chain or even chain to chain, right? Like, you know, if you're talking about soul versus ETH NFTs, you even get the maximalism there. Frank, welcome up to the stage, man. How are you doing Dude, today? Uh, it's crazy that this space is happening because I don't. I think very few people know this, but Udi is the reason that I am no longer like a Bitcoin maxi. And I was so deep. I, I'm not even kidding. For a year, I was so deep in the cult. And I still believe, I, I still do think like Bitcoin is one of the best things to hold in the world. But like there is this religious cult and, uh, and, and Udi was the first person to, like ever that I saw from that circle to like speak out in a very calm and like just logical way. And it hit me in the right way. And, and I wouldn't be here and D-Gods would never exist. And like none of this would have ever happened, honestly, if it wasn't for fucking bald ass Udi over here. Like his tweets hit me so hard at a time where I just needed to read them. I'm, I'm not even kidding. And so, yeah, the maximalism thing is just, it's very real, and, it, and I think the guy that just spoke, Alex, hit the nail on the head to the mo- in the most simple way. I, I really do think it all comes down to bag behavior and, uh, and, you know, protecting bags. But people have a very, very sophisticated way of creating these, like, narratives in their head of why things are a certain way. And so it, it helps to have that bias and your bag bias to start out with. But, yeah, at the end of the day, I do think that the more cryptos that come out, it does – erode it's not like you know it does erode uh bitcoin or whatever which is the natural course of things but 
I mean, I don't know. Like, I don't know if it would grow as big without it either, but sorry, I'm just flustered right now because it's just crazy. Like, yeah, Udi. Wait, wait, wait. Did we just have Frank come up and fan fangirl Udi in the middle of the spec? Have y'all ever even had the opportunity to meet before? No, we, we've talked. I, I hit him up uh, uh, back in the day and told him this, but I think, like, very few people in the ecosystem know this. But, yeah, it's like it, – it, there, there's very few times, like, I think people in life have, like, one person – that directly influenced them like to that degree. And it's just like, I'm not kidding. Like, it's just th- that specific. Udi, the first tweet that he made, like kind of speaking against the Bitcoin maxi cult, like I just saw it and I was like, usually when I see stuff like that back in the day, I would be like, fuck this guy. Like Bitcoin's the best. Like they don't know what they're talking about. But it was just the way that he wrote it. I was like, fuck, like, I, like this makes sense. Like everything Udi's saying is like logical. I can't like refute this. And it just sent me down like, a whole path where I was just questioning, like, bro, am I in a fucking cult? Like, is this like, am I in like a religion thing? Like, is this real? Like, or, you know, I, I believe in Bitcoin, but damn, like, it's just, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's 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 interesting. I do like so Bitcoin really, a lot, though. So really, the whole Polygon thing is my fault. Oh yeah, no, that's. I wish that I was mentioning <laughs> that more on the timeline too. Yeah, it's actually your Udi's fault, guys. So instead of sending me your angry tweets, send them over to Udi. It all, everything comes back, everything in crypto comes back to Udi one way or another. I, I, that's one of my conspiracy theories. Uh, that, that, that's amazing. So, okay, Udi is the reason for the bridge. Like, we have settled that fully. <laughs> Yo, let's go, Udi. Thank you for taking the hit, dude. I appreciate it. <laughs> hey, taking the hit. I mean, Frank, you, you got to. You got to flex your strengths where you've got them. And I mean, like, you know, I, I see it as a strength doing something bold. Freaking go for it. So, Udi, I mean, you, you got to flex that. Did you just say bold? <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, yeah, I mean, I saw the title of the spaces too. NFTs are back. I think you need to add an exclamation point to that sentence because they are fucking back. Let's go, baby. Yo, Frank, did you read my did you read my thread that I had pinned up there, like tweet number one? If you haven't read that thread from earlier, it'll hype you up. Now, here's the deal. I don't like here's the shitty part about it. It, it got a decent amount of engagement, you know, like six hundred and something likes and stuff, like whatever. Like that's decent. But, you know, I felt like I dropped a ton of fire alpha throughout that about actual data for why the market is trending back in the right direction. And, you know, not just this sentiment of, oh, yeah, like, NFTs are fucking back. Like, no, NFTs are back because of XYZ. But then you go through NFT Twitter, and there are these guys that are constantly writing threads on, like, you know, here's a thread on how to get more engagement. And they get 10 times the engagement. <laughs> freaking, you know, thread with actual data back and why NFTs are back. I don't know. It makes no sense. You didn't pay enough to the bots, man. Well, I, uh, I'm part of that, the problem here because as soon as you mentioned the thread, I literally just like went to it and I just clicked retweet without reading it. So I look smarter to my audience. And so, um, you know, I recommend everyone in the space do the same. No, my, my biggest tip on threads, it's like there's a lot of like the engagement farming stuff. But the biggest tip is you just want to make every tweet within the thread like retweetable. That's what makes the thread go really viral is when people write threads where like you could retweet like anything within the thread that's when it goes like really crazy and so i definitely think you have some boring ones in here you know just just, uh, just being <laughs> bro, honest bro, but bro. i think you tell it i mean i haven't read it obviously right. i'm on here's, this basis but deal, it here's looks here's like there's a lot of charts and pretty pictures and so i think you did 
I'd give it like an eight out of ten for sure. I, I gave, you know, I, I put as many graphics as I could in there to make it resonate with people. We're still working on the NFT crowd, getting them accustomed to like, you know, charts and numbers. But that's also part of the thing that people don't understand with why I'm so fucking bullish on NFTs and their potential to go parabolic whenever the market does ramp up is because they don't give a shit about the charts and the data. Like, NFT people, it's either they ape or they don't. And whenever they start aping, like, they start aping hard. So, you know, from the crypto Twitter side, I think that's why sometimes it's difficult for people to make that connect. There's a little bit of a disconnect there. But that's why, you know, when you look at it, this is a retail-driven market. And from the potential for, you know, going viral – like you need that crowd. <laughs> no, you know, uh, Gabe Lydon, this motherfucker has, has said the most beautiful articulation that I, I genuinely believe is the best way to think about NFTs now. Like if you look at NFTs as if they are the supreme hobby, like that makes everything make a lot more sense. Like it's a hobby. It's a hobbyist market and people can get really deep and spend a lot of money on hobbies. Some people's hobbies are luxury watches. Other people's hobbies are you know audio and listening to like you know getting the highest quality audio equipment and there's all these like niches you can go so deep within and if you think about it like nfts are this vehicle for people like the pfp nft side of the community right there's a lot of like technology like there's going to be obviously blouse up here with music there's obviously like you know the art side and, and generative art what provenance etc but when you look at the pfp which is my Bread and butter is my favorite part of NFTs, no, no bias. But um, I really just think when people start to look at it, like this is something that captures people's attention 24-7. And it, if you get into it, you find yourself to have a really hard time having conversations with people that are not in that hobby. In the same way, if you're really into a band or if you're really into a certain niche or whatever it is, if you're into gaming or you're into Call of Duty or Fortnite, it's kind of hard at a certain point to – how get deep relationships with people that aren't also into that thing. And I think that's the direction that has been really clear despite all the ups and the downs of the market for NFTs is that like people are like getting more into it even when the market goes down. And the magic of it is it's just not priced in like USD. It's not priced again. There's only 10,000 or only 15,000. And so d- the demand required for an NFT to go up in value is just like so much less than a coin with a ton of liquidity and like that's going to basically just trade as a derivative of like big of the bitcoin price at any given time like th- there are all these like fundamental things to nfts that it, it just it's an expensive hobby it could be a cheap hobby it's it's this fungible it's like a, what's the word it's just a flexible hobby that people in all kinds of brackets can play in and uh it's just very engaging like it's addicting to be a part of if you get really into it as evidenced by all the people at 3 p.m. on a fucking Monday listening to this Twitter spaces and all the engagement on Twitter, it's like, it's the world's best hobby. And I think when you look at it like that, fuck, like where, where NFT is going to go? Fucking nowhere. I think there's a fucking back, baby. Love to hear it. I, I was just going to add on to what Frank said. I think that, um, you know, the, the hobby and the collectability is, is for, for one, we've been as a society, you know, humans, we've been collecting, since the you know since the caveman era and then and then you mentioned earlier in the spaces uh, of the you know the digital there the identity and the fl- the flex but there's no we're for for about 20 years we've been consistently moving more and more online and we know that trend is going to continue it, you know we're talking about the metaverse and the metaverse era and that that transition towards you know ready player one style you know experience 
and and where better you know i mean is a physical rolex going to represent who you like your flex in the metaverse or is it going to be the picture of a you know of a stock or a panda or a or a d gods or or whatever or a penguin you know it's going to be something that people can see and and readily assign and then as you mentioned can be digitally identified as being unique and have that provenance on a blockchain so that's why i think nfts are so are taking off in such a meaningful way and are only going to continue to grow and accelerate yeah i think it's really yes, interesting man i agree with what frank was saying there too like i loved how he said it's kind of like a hobby that people share and i find it interesting that you know there's a bit of a learning curve when it comes to to onboarding onto nfts so it's like there's a the fact that like we've all gone through that um and that we all share this love for nfts and this almost addiction like it kind of brings us together right the fact that there's that moat around it and that we've gone through that and we know what it takes to get into this game right so uh yeah it's just uh appreciate having me up here and love the discussion Hey, yeah, I thanks think for the commentary, man. Frank, whatever people like uh, question value of like, let's just say crypto, NFTs, whatever it is, I always point back to what are like the things that you can only do in crypto? Like what are the things you can only do in NFTs? Because that, that is like where value creation will happen, I think, to the biggest degree. It's like Uber couldn't exist if the iPhone didn't exist, right? Like that's a f- fundamental paradigm shift of technology where you have GPS and cellular data on your phone. And that's what allows that technology to exist. But that's like a new layer that was built on top. And so I think people get it twisted sometimes when they're like, Web3 is going to replace Web2. It's like, I, I don't know. Like, I don't know if Web3 is going to replace Web2. I think Web2 is pretty fucking good. Like, people shit on YouTube and all these quote-unquote like centralized platforms. But if you really zoom out, it's like, bro, fuck. Like, YouTube, Facebook, like all these different platforms democratize the civilization of humanity. Like, by orders of fucking magnitude and we're upset that they're taking our data or whatever it is but it's like it's not broken people chose to opt into those terms and services every single time to get that product for free people choose every day actively to to get a product for free in return for being advertised to every single day and that's only growing and so i'm looking at web3 and crypto more so like what can you only do with NFTs, like what is only possible now with NFTs? What is only possible now with crypto? And one of the biggest things that I've not found an answer for in anything else outside of Web3 is truly like the the community and the network. What I mean is think about how different all the backgrounds are of even the people on the stage, of people in the audience right now. Like what other fucking scenario are any of us talking, let alone becoming close friends, let alone like actually, you know, bonding. And, And it's the shared interest that we have and the thing is, like, the bigger and bigger that shared, the bigger, the bigger and bigger the population of the people that have that shared interest, the more value accrual happens in, in random parts of the ecosystem and parts that capture people's attention. And so, yeah, I, I just think that's the magic of NFTs that nobody can tell me that there's something else that provides that level of experience in any other industry or any other, like, subgroup or, or product or anything out there. And I think that's just, like, absolutely incredible. And that is where value accrual will happen. Yeah, absolutely. Got to agree with you 100% on that. Because like, you know, I mean, yeah, you're, you're right. Web 2 is good for what it does, right? And it's like, we well, you know, we still need it and whatnot, right? But it's just like the community that I've found through Web 3 and through Web 3 Twitter. And while I realize that Twitter is a Web 2 platform, it's just the fact that we share that love for Web 2. And that's why we're here. That I kind of say it's like more like a Web 3 platform. But like, man, I was just blown away because like I had, a, I had an account called Dog Tag NFT 
and like it was going for eight months, got up to 3000 followers. And then it was just like wrongfully banned. And then for the next eight months, I fought with Twitter and I finally got it like released, but I created this alt right here and reconnected with everybody. And the funny thing is it was like, I was about to give up. I was like, should I try to fight my way back, get people back, right? Find everyone's alt, uh, ads and everything. And then people reached out to me. They were like, you should do it. And I was blown away because I was in this group chat that had like 75 people in it. And my new account couldn't get into the first chat. So they were like, fuck it, we're going to fork this thing. And everybody moved to the new chat. Like I couldn't believe the community and the support that I got. And that was when I was like, dude, not, like this never happened in Web2. Like if I ever got banned from like, I don't know, Reddit, like wrongfully banned me once, nobody reached out, nobody cared, right? But in Web3... It was like, dude, how are you doing? Like, get back in here. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I was just blown away. Oh. And that's what I love. So you're right, Mr. Like, you don't get that. You don't get that outside nearly as easily. You know, like, I've seen it happen a lot of times with people on the crypto Twitter side where you've seen accounts banned. And a lot of the time with, like, my smaller account friends, when you've got a larger account, you've got some of the connections to larger accounts. Sometimes it makes it easier. But, you know, like, my five, sub-5,000 5, account people that i follow that don't get that exposure outside of the circle unless i'm following them i've seen their accounts banned and it's not until like a month or two later that i end up seeing them across you know somewhere on the timeline but if it happens to somebody within the web3 space it's almost this immediate connection of rebuild and being able to find them and you can easily verify also you know literally using their pfp tracing it back with you know what they own what they don't so i think there's awesome utility with that um, Blau, I want to kick it over to you real quick, man, because I, I you finally followed me back, man. Like it, it's been a long ass time because I remember I thought that I was going to, you know, get a follow back during that, um, you know, the space where we had like a hundred people, um, blaming it all on Farouk and ended up basically only being the seven or eight of us on stage that could hear it. But glad that you're here, man, here now, man, because NFTs are back. How are you doing today, sir? I'm good. Um, sorry, sorry for not following sooner. I, no, no. Sometimes I, I, I just like forget, you know, because like I'm typically multitasking while in a space, and uh, this time I've just been listening and hearing everyone's perspective. Always good to hear from Frank and Udi and Justin, everyone, everyone up here. Um, not to be the uh, demi downer in the room, but I do think that like we forget how far we are from peak and we still don't really know what's going to happen. So I think like uh, we hit, we hit like some local bottom of, I don't even want to just say NFTs. I think like markets at large um, have hit a local bottom, but I don't know if that necessarily means we're out of the jungle yet. You know um, I think like I've seen, there are a lot of people on stage who have been through many cycles and I, I think it's like, it's kind of, it's obviously fun to like get excited and be bullish. And I'm definitely like long-term bullish on all this stuff. Right. Like I think in the, on, on a five year time horizon, um, I have no doubt that things will, you know, at least the underlying technology will, will expand in its capacity and will be more utilized by mega companies and decentralized companies alike. Um, but that said, I have no idea what's going to happen in the next year. I think it's uh, it's it's pretty scary in general out there. 
there's a lot of other indicators that are, you know, a little bit nuts, like things that we haven't seen historically since the 70s. And I think the one thing that's interesting is um, I think crypto in general is more correlated to regular markets than it's ever been before. Um, so don't quote me on that. I actually don't know the stats, but I'm, I'm pretty sure it's, it's close. Um, so yeah, I think, you know, just a word of caution. I, I hope NFTs are back in general, right? I, I think we all do. Um, but it's, it's really hard to say how much more pain there will be or, or if we've hit max pain and I'm sure you guys, I'm sure many of you remember, um, you know, ETH dropping to 88 bucks for the first time. I think that was like 2020, um, when COVID hit, like crypto just got wrecked. Right. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's tough. It's tough to know when, when things are going to turn around. But the one thing from a trade trading perspective, I would say is whenever it feels like max pain, it's probably a good time to buy. Even if, you know, so long as you have a longer term time horizon, um, like I hadn't bought anything in a really long time. And then when all the SBF shit was going down and the news was coming out, I was like, wow, this is probably a local max pain situation. Um, and that was a great time to buy more Bitcoin at least. And, you know, you never really know where things will go, but if you believe in the tech, um, on a long-term time horizon, you're probably not going to go wrong in an environment like this where, um, shit's, shit's still recovering. Well, the pain trade is up. I want to say real quick, so I'll I'll let, I'm going to just say quickly, I, I appreciate your sentiment on on that because I like it is healthy having other voices challenging kind of where we are and being able, especially after what we've been through, being able to say, Hey, you know, proceed with caution. Um, you know, like I think looking at it again, like, you, you know, where I'm coming from with you may have missed it is where I'm coming from with the NFTs are back is a thread that I did earlier today, basically talking about, you know, we've had this consolidation of we've not seen any increase in unique buyers over the course of the past several months, right? Like unique buyers basically decline. They flatten or out around like 40K for the average daily unique buyers for NFTs. But in that same time, you've seen a consolidation where floor prices of these solid projects that have been building throughout the bear market have slowly and steadily been climbing. You've also seen an increase in volume across the market slowly and steadily from October through now, right? So what I'm looking at is it's a lot of the same type of signs for what we saw in that summer of July and August of 21, whenever things really ramped up. You know, I think a lot of the demand and a lot of the buyers basically follow the confidence in the market. So as some of these prices start to creep up and as the volume starts to creep up you know the unique buyers also start to come with that and i think it's one of those things that when it happens you can look at that jump from july to august of 21 it happens fast and there are a lot of people that have used the narrative that well eth is getting stronger so everybody's going to sell off their eth nfts into that strength because that's what's always happened well if you look at it that July to August, September timeframe in 21, whenever the ETH market really started taking off, it started taking off, coinciding with ETH running it back from $1,700 back to $4,100 in a little over a month and a half. Now, I'm not saying that ETH is going to have that exact same type of run here, 
But point being, there were a lot of projects that ended up really taking off during this period where ETH was going absolutely apeshit. So the idea that NFTs are going to sell off all because the underlying asset is gaining strength just is unfounded. So I think there's a lot of potential for where we are, you know, looking at the overall volume, you know, looking at the market caps, looking at the unique buyers, there's a lot of potential across the board. But, you know, at the same time, like I, I do respect having somebody that's willing to come up here and even it's not the, you know, the first most popular thing, be able to say, hey, you know, be careful with where we are because, hey, you know, like there have been a lot of people that have <laughs> gone too hard into this shit. And because of that, like you make poor decisions and you end up suffering from it later on down the road. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm still optimistic, right? I, I just I always like to, I guess, let's call it stay mindful of what has historically kind of gone on right so like uh, what do you see uh in terms of an event or a catalyst that's going to drive price down before fomc let's say on a macro no, basis no, I, I mean i i, I don't I, I think it's like quite literally inflation um and expectations and rates i think that's bleeding into everything in crypto i think it's like impossible to um ignore that so i would say it's like it's not a single thing um but I, I don't know how I, – I guess what I would say – I guess what I'm trying to say is I don't know how quickly we go back to the highs. Oh, no, no. I don't think – I mean, that – people uh, – that seems like – well, right. It's like – We're not going back to go to 30K. Like, I just saw this thread by this guy named Crypto, like, Spinach, Kale or something like that. <laughs> and I took my uh, 401K. Crypto Khalifa? Yeah, Crypto Khalifa, I think that's what his name was. I didn't really read it. There was just some fucking weird charts and stuff in there, but they were all like going up. And so, yeah, I just called my mom and told her to, uh, you know, just uh, send me over her 401k. And so I'm waiting for the wire right now. Um, Flower, are you saying we're not we're not going to all-time highs or like this crypto spinach guy was lying? I, I don't know if anyone's lying. I, I, I think the, the, the general issue is anyone who predicts prices with certainty is – um, someone to maybe be mindful of trusting <laughs> like uh, the smartest people that I know never like have a specific opinion on on prices um, maybe I'm lucky that I'm what about Jim Kramer I, I don't I don't I don't, <laughs> I don't even look at that um, I, I think like what we've seen this time is like everything that's happening in the, in the broader economy is very much a function of a combination of quantitative easing and low rates for uh, over a decade and now rates are pretty high and there's so much money on the sidelines that will probably flow back in as, as rates, as expectations of rates solidifies and, and becomes more stable. But and NFTs as a function of, of, you know, crypto are still higher risk and more volatile assets, right? There's less liquidity um, than, than, than Bitcoin or ETH by miles because each collection is different. Um, and it's very much a function of, uh, let's call it hype, where when something gets when something gets really exciting, everybody piles in, um, whether that's PFPs or anything else. And, uh, you know, I think where, where I'm most optimistic is this is actually like the first NFT cycle. Um, the first, like, or maybe the second. I think in, in 2021, there was a little bit of a couple-month bear market at some point um, for the art, on the art side. But I, I would say this is like the first NFT cycle in the sense it was really the first NFT bull run 
um, that, that we've seen at, at, in a meaningful way. Um, so this is the first contraction that we've seen um, since, you know, 2016, the first mega contraction, I would say. And, and I think naturally, like, things, things probably take some time to get better, but they probably get better. And, you know, a lot of the crap is weeded out the same way all the ICOs were weeded out. That didn't, that didn't matter. And the people that really built, like, you know, I mean, Chainlink being an example of this, right? Like, it was it was at one point just an idea um, that became reality. And we're going to see a lot of that stuff happen in the next couple of years. Um, I, I just think it's like, from a, it's per Kaleo's point, right? Like, I, I think it's, I don't want to be contrarian by any means. I think I just, I just like to exercise caution as we get excited about things improving from, from the lows. If I, I mean, Blau, could I, could I piggyback on that? I think you make a really good point about the macroeconomic environment and it does bleed straight through into, we can't avoid the fact that there's significant correlation in crypto. And then that the, the, you know, the wealth factor contributing to NFTs in NFT bull cycles comes from strong, you know, crypto market movements and, 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 and sort of wealth reallocation. Um, but I would say if we're in a bear market and, and it's a bear market rally scenario, there's two fractals that we can look at. And in, and in 2018, uh, at the time, the low on Bitcoin was around 6,500. And that moved up to 10, around 10,000, which if you applied that... 3,400 uh, 3, to 13.5. Uh, that, that, that was in 2019. Or, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so the 2018 fractal, depending on where we are in the market cycle, 2018, the 2018 down to 6,500 up to 10,000 on the first on the first bear market rally, which would put us at about a 26,000 on Bitcoin through this. And that was about a five week movement. And then in 2019, yeah, yeah. we had a 13 to 20 week movement that uh, we would round us out at about 40 K on this rally. So, you know, that and that's what you're talking about. The the 30 some, you know, 3,200 or whatever it was up to 14 K. But um, so what we can even if we are looking at this being just a, a bull trap, if you will, it could be potentially a multi-quarter bull trap that could see us, re, you know, re, regaining 30K, 40K on Bitcoin. Yep. The corresponding translation into Ethereum would be significant. And the NFT bull run that would happen over that period of time, because I think most of us up here would probably. It's coming, agree. Alex. It's coming. That's, yeah, that's exactly. I think I think most of us agree that there's no NFTs are going to outperform. Yeah, and a lot of people aren't positioned, and a lot of fund managers are still reading yesterday's newspaper of 2022 being bearish, and they're getting their faces ripped off in the beginning of the year, forced to gross up on their books, being net short, getting long, and so you got to watch for like that massive catch up, and like I do think you need to see some normies come in to even think that like we're getting like close to a top and like, I, I just haven't seen it. And it just seems like the positioning of things like people are, are not ready for Bitcoin to go to 30 K. No, they're, they're not, they're not at all. And you know, I like, I mean, 30, that's how this market K, works. could potentially run up with it. Um, I'm going to go quickly to Bogfather because you had your hand up forever. Then we'll go to Frank after that and we'll work our way down the list. Uh, Bogfather, what's going on, man? Welcome yeah. back. Thanks. Yeah, I go for a little bit. I, I, was surprised to see the space still going and i feel like we're back man like this is just a sign right we got we got you know everyone like all excited and shit it's getting nice to see but i was gonna say with three lao um i have to agree that you know we have things like fee picks running so as long as the things like that are going up right now it's pretty bearish and i have like a hundred of them i don't know why like so i think i'm pretty far out on the risk curve right now you know i don't, I don't think i'm even on the chart like if there were like it's like the fuck around and find out chart. I'm not even 
I'm not, I'm like an outlier on that one. So I have to agree with you, even though, you know, I, I do like Kaleo's thread before that was an amazing thread that got me really bullish. And then I'm like, you know what? We have shit like that going up. So we all deserve poverty until uh, that. Ah, look, I, I think like what, what's interesting is just that things are so much better off than they were two years ago. <laughs> so like, um, you know, we're coming up on the two year anniversary of my thing. And then, um, people's two year anniversary is, uh, a week or two after that. And just watching things go from selling NFTs for a couple hundred bucks to tens of millions of dollars. I mean, that's kind of what kicked shit off in 2021 was the year that really everything changed. There was a lot of activity in 2020, but it was still really early at that point in time. And what excites me is if you think about like the first mega NFT bull cycle really started, let's call it January, 2021. We're now two years later, kind of post, you know, post trough or, you know, like really low point for this market. Um, I do think that things will start to turn around inevitably. Um, but we also just have to remember how insane things were. I mean, apes were $200 in the initial mint. Like they're still, you know, you're still looking at, you know, thousands of multipliers there. <laughs> and yeah, man, it's, it is crazy the staying power of everything. And I think that's something that's really surprised everybody. I mean, heck, even myself at a certain point, like I thought apes were going to crash a lot more than they did. And the staying power of the blue chips really has been something that's impressive. And, you know, it's not just apes. We've obviously seen other assets like, you know, the gods, utes, pudgies, you know, pandas um, start to take off. And like, it, it's really fun to just watch this movement that it's something that, you know, strength can be gained in a bear market. And there are a lot of people that are just ignoring that. So, Frank, what do you have, man? Yeah, I just want to make a public service announcement. You know, there were talks of Bitcoin potentially going to 30, 40 K. And if that means the ETH goes to 2000 three thousand dollars say it with me in the audience guys we list our nfts higher if the usd price of ethereum or solana goes up we list nfts higher it's guaranteed bag season if that happens just have to do my part for the nft community we control the floor list higher so yeah just sorry <laughs> i had to say it had to say it did you see the uh did you see that one alpha group uh, thing shared with like some soul alpha group. I don't know if it was a meme or not, but there was somebody that said called whatever at X, you know, 50 soul called something at 40 soul. And then, you know, they ended up coming back and they were like current price a week later, 30 soul current price. a week, you know, gain a hundred dollars. <laughs> they went through and they're like the sole price of their call out was way down. Well, the USD price were up and they were like, you know, watch out for more fire calls. And it wasn't like, it seemed like such a serious post. I was freaking laughing my ass off. I just want to interject and say thank you for having me up. But I got, I got to jump. But I appreciate you guys and, and a great space. Thank you. Uh, take it easy, man. Um, hey, Later, whatever, brother. man. You've had your, your hand up forever. Thank you for your patience. Welcome back. We're going to go to you, then Mr. E. Then we're going to uh, let my the new guest, Farouk, have a chance to speak as well. Yo, thank you for having me up. Um, first and foremost, I just want to address something, uh, elephant in the room, 
did I hear Crockfather call him three Lao? Was that intentional? <laughs> Did yeah, nobody else, did nobody else catch that? And I was like, no, I, I was laughing my ass off. I was like, wait, yo, that it's, did it's not okay. just happen. I, listen, I, I was, I don't know <laughs> anybody responsible. I was, I was nineteen. I was in college, and I put a three in my name because Blau. There's a lot of other things that were Blau, and it was an SEO strategy that turned into a horribly, uh, a horrible pronunciation, long term issue. Bro, um, so. it happens to me all the time. It still happens to me. People say, what three ver men? And I'm like, what the fuck, man? Like, this person <laughs> can't read. Like, what's going on? But, um, yeah, no, that that's not exactly the only thing I wanted to say. But, yeah, Blau, you've been a legend in the game. And I do want to... Um, uh, I, I, I want to kind of go back in time because um, January of 2021... I think this was before you got into the whole, um, like, I, I remember when you came on scene and you, you minted out your, you know, your music stuff on NFTs. And I was like, this is insane. And I, and I uh, listened to an interview of, of yours. And that's when I was like, yo, this guy's talking about like concert tickets being on NFTs. So, and now to go back Wait, to what you're, are we, were you talking about like from 2017 when I was like back then, or are you talking about more recently? No, I, I, no, 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 no. I think it was in 2021. Um, I, I can't remember who did the interview, but it was a YouTuber and he was doing the interview with you. I think he might actually be in Vegas or something. Oh, like Graham Stefan. Yes. Yes. Oh, yes, Mr. yes. Beast. Yeah. So nice. that was a really cool, um, that, that, for me, that was such an eye-opening uh, interview because it explained what the future could be. But obviously, um, it's one thing to understand what somebody is trying to explain and then and, and pioneer, and then it's it's another thing to fully immerse yourself in it. So, I unfortunately immersed myself a lot later, um, even though I was learning about you know uh, board apes and all that shit. Never got into it. It is what it is. It sucks, but whatever. I will live. But I do want to go back to that. That, that element and part in time because what you said, it's true. Um, I, I, I don't think that, you know, NFTs are back. I think they've never left. I think they just haven't matured yet. That's what's going on. Um, and the reason I say that is because of exactly going back to what Blau was talking about, um, which is, you know, the, the whole ICO phase and all that, things fizzled out and the, the strong guys remain, it's the same thing with NFTs. And we've seen this, like when we're talking about, you know, throwing uh, blue chip names and the ones that have remained, We I see a bunch of pudgies here. So I'll just shout you guys out. So obviously you guys have held a lot of your liquidity and, and all that stuff. I think this is a part of, um, you know, the NFT scene maturing. Um, where this goes and how fast it goes, that's anybody's guess. I think anybody that's like making all these speculative guesses is a complete uh, moron because as we've experienced with FTX, anything can happen. It's not in your hands. It's not in my hands. Uh, it is what it is. But at the same time, sometimes you need to understand the past so you can kind of have a better understanding of the future and the way that things happen. So um, I do think NFTs have not been in... A lot of cycles yet i do think it's going to take some time um this whatever we went through in the last few months was potentially their first retrace um so what's going to happen in the next few months i maybe there are certain bullish case scenarios now having said that and this is the last thing i'll say before i shut up um the last 
I guess, 24 or 48 hours, I have been feeling a lot like a lot more bullish than I have before. There's different types of volume coming in for different types of projects. Um, but could it all be just fabricated hype? Yes, that's also that's also a possibility. Could it all be, you know, influenced hype? That is also a possibility because that is how the space moves. Oh, we have an influencer that just left. Haha. But um, but yeah, that's a part of the game. That's a part of the game. Sometimes you're an influencer until you become a founder. So um, just I, I do think there's a lot of wisdom in what Blau was saying. Like, don't put all of your chips in one bag, because if that bag goes down the toilet, you're going to want to leave the game. And we need people to play the game, not leave it. Well, first and foremost, his name is Three Lao. Um, so, you know, <laughs> I'll just mess with you, man. I think you, you, you spit out some fire shit there. And one of the things that I think is, you know, like, in a sense, NFTs are a leveraged bet on ETH or on Soul. But the difference is you can't get liquidated, I guess, unless you're an idiot and you are lending them out to, like, NFT Fi or one of those other platforms, right? Like, so, you know, one way or the other... <laughs> It helps with the hodl with the fact that you have this shit and, you know, you may experience the volatility, but as long as you are involved in an active project with an active, um, active founder, active community, there's a decent chance from what we've seen throughout the course of this. And it is the first cycle that we've seen, but there is a chance that, you know, like just literally sitting on your shit and forgetting about it. You've seen multiple bags that have ended up really recovering and strengthening new highs throughout the process. And you know what? Whether people acknowledge it or not, you can say, hey, there's manufactured hype. There's this or that. I disagree. But I do think that spaces like this do show you that there's a lot more interest than there was even a couple months ago, man. Like I would be hosting these things at night. We wouldn't have this many people to be interested enough to get up on a stage and be able to talk through this. So I'm just saying, like, one way or the other, it's little things like this that snowball into this confidence. And I think part of that is looking at the confidence of the broader market when you're looking at the underlying asset as it's rallying, when you're looking at some of the strength in these different ecosystems. There's a lot to be excited about, man. Um, I'm going to go to Mr. E real quick, then we're going to kick it over to Farouk. Yeah, love the conversation. And, uh, yeah, I think it was Blau that was saying that, you know, he kind of expects this market to kind of linger on. And, you know, it's it feels like this bear market, while it has sucked for profits, it's been really fun. It feels like connecting with everyone. And yeah, I was also in that space that you were talking about earlier with uh, Kaleo, Farouk, Blau, myself just singing that Blame It On Farouk song while the audience couldn't hear anything. There was some glitch on Twitter, so nobody could actually hear what was going on. And I mean, that was such a fun time. And it's like, where else do you get a chance to do that, right? Like. If, if that's a bear market, like, shit, <laughs> I got no complaints. And, uh, yeah, it's kind of like, you know, crypto ISO. I love your analysis, your spaces, your vibe. Um, and you mentioned that, like, people aren't ready for $30,000 Bitcoin. And it's kind of funny because I, I might be one of them because, like, I work, a day, I work a day job, right? So I try to, like, sock away as much money as I can. And, like, I'm not mad at these prices right now if they stick around a bit longer, but it's, like... Uh, yeah, just kind of like average in and man, I'm just honored to be up here with, with, with you legends, like, and everyone in the speaker and in the, the listeners. 
Yeah, th- thanks for that, man. I love that you brought that up as far as the transition back <laughs> from We were talking about that earlier with Lau, that blame it on Baroque's face. And that'll be something I never forget, man. That was an absolutely hilarious night. I remember staying up late for that. You were freaking wasted. <laughs> I forget what the narrative of what was going on with what led to that, but there was something where everybody was just sitting and you just rolled with it, man. And I thought that really spoke a lot about your character that you weren't trying to deflect and fight back. You were just like, F it. Like, let's just have a space where it'll be a roast space for the next like five hours. And it turned into one of those <laughs> badass things. Nobody could hear it. Nobody could hear it in the crowd, but you know, we still just sat there and kept going with it. Um, how are you doing tonight, man? Yo, What's up, Kaleo? Uh, a lot of... <laughs> I love this stage. I got my favorite music NFT uh, personality, 3 Lao on stage. Um, I do have a question for, for, for the panel, specifically to the, uh, you know, the crazy Israeli wearing sunglasses and this AI picture called Udi. Uh, I wanted to ask you a question. Uh, do you believe in seed phrases? Oh, man, I'm so glad someone <laughs> brought up topic of seed phrases i was sitting here quietly i wasn't planning to bring it up myself but i gotta say seed phrases are probably the worst human i love your reply to my tweet the other day like (laughs) okay that's cool for rogue but (laughs) what do you think of seed phrases (laughs) (laughs) that was fun yeah, I mean it's a bear market. So, well, not anymore. It was. It was. No, no we're 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 so, so bad. We're, we're so bad. Bull market right yeah. now, Udi. This yeah. is manifesting a bull market. This is a Kaleo space. I I tweeted. I quote tweeted you earlier, Kaleo. I don't know if you saw. Uh, and I said that um the 2023 NFTs a superhero is going to be crypto Kaleo. Uh, so I I I, I did say oh, that wait, earlier. Dude, I didn't I didn't see it. Pin it you, up there. I gotta give it a retweet. Where the fuck is it? Oh, there it is. I found it. I found there it. you go. So, you know, I just wanted to go on the record saying that I'm, I'm, I'm going on Twitter. I see NFTs are back. Exclamation point, exclamation point. Uh, you know, there's uh, three Lao, Udi, everyone on here, you know, and uh, and uh, <laughs> and we're talking about NFTs. Let's go. I love that. Yeah, Fro, what do you mean, man? My favorite, you know, like EDM artist is Deadmau5, dog. Like, come on. <laughs> yeah, bro. That Deadmau5 is is is, uh, is not bad, but uh, you know, something about Three Lives music that really hits. Bro, um, I did pronounce it Deadmau5. The funny thing is, I'm so ignorant when it comes to this shit. Like, my brother's more into the like. And I, I called it, I was like, who is this? Because he went as Dead Mouse for um, Halloween. You know, he made the whole whatever. I was like, who is Dead Mouse 5? <laughs> he gave me the hardest time about that. Uh, so I learned my lesson after that. Never pronounce the numbers. Um, you know, numbers are letters. I mean, what do you co- what do you pronounce U2? It's U2. So 3 Lao is 3 Lao. You know, that's the thesis. Like my like Xbox gamer tag, if you guys any anyone remembers that, you know, with all the numbers because all the the letters were taken. Frog, Frog, are you are you in Montreal right now? Yes, sir. Are you not freezing your hands off when you go outside? It's very cold, but I'm uh, comfortably. Uh, I sit home all day, and uh, and don't move. But uh, yeah, when I'm outside, it's very cold. It's very cold. <laughs> Dude, this is the coldest time of year out there, and I. I, I... Yep. I empathize. I'm. It's like raining on the West Coast. It's been raining it's in LA super and in weird. Vegas for the past like four days, and I have no idea what to even do with myself. 
Um, like, I just don't want to go outside, but I probably should. Um, but it's a Monday, so, like, we don't... It's, it's a day off here in the United States. No one's doing shit except talking about NFTs. It's, it's um, the same here, man. You know, it's, like, up here in Canada, it's really cold, and or up here in Alberta, uh, and, like, I'm just, like, locked away, so... But I still go out for, like... Oh, shit, Alberta's really fucking Oh, it's cold, cold as dog. fuck up here, Ooh. yeah. Like, so I, I look outside, it's just, like, pure white, or it's, like... Are you in Edmonton? Uh, yeah, very close, very close to there. Close to Edmonton? Yeah, close to Edmonton. I'm trying to dox it. So what's your address? I am from Edmonton. I am from Edmonton. So it's such a small world. No, oh, it's a small world. Yo, how, what's going on, my neighbor? <laughs> Canadian pudgy. Yo, Kaleo, so what's good with NFTs are back, man? Tell me, what's the download? What What are you guys talking about? Let, let's oh, let's hear it. Bro, I mean, like, I, I've said it, but I'm not going to get tired of saying it. Tell me. You know, I really think that we're right now in the exact same period of the cycle with what we were back in July, August of 21. I think that we're going to see that same type of movement off the base with the lows here. And, you know, hey, I, I know a lot of really smart people that still think that could end up retracing here from whatever with Bitcoin and ETH, but they're wrong. Um, we're still going to rally. Bitcoin, Bitcoin's going to fill the gap back to the Luna liquidation, you know, from the like 40K is where I see, you know, like that, that's where I think we're going to see some type of distribution in that 40 to 45K range, maybe high 30s, whatever it is distribution for a few months or may, maybe not a few months few weeks whatever it is round trip it back down to the 20s whatever so however long it takes in that ascent i think that there's a lot of opportunity that's baked into the market and i'm actually way more bullish on nfts than i am any of these shit coins right now because i think that you know similar like bro a lot of the shit coins that are out there are you know they're vc dominated as far as the actual you know like who has what and the like there are a lot of unlocks that are coming out here so you're or soon too so you're going to see i think a lot more of a bull case for nfts where you don't have the vehicle to short them where there are lower supplies baked into it there is the viral aspect um of and like the fact that we've seen this climb up in a lot of projects over the course of the past several months without unique buyers rotating in yet and as the un, you know the uh underlying assets themselves that these nfts are denominated in continue to gain strength i'm telling you man there is interest that's returning back to the market unique buyers it, it's going to be a parabolic type effect as unique buyers return as the overall volume continues to uh pour back into the market the overall interest does too and we're going to see, I think, a quick little rally like we did back in August um, August of 21. I, I really think that it's one of those things. It, it's slowly, like the trend up happens slowly, then it happens all at once. So, you know, if you're that. accumulating your high conviction plays right now, you don't have much time to really be reactionary. So that's you're saying why, like we're, we're smaller retracements? Are you saying like smaller retracements, but you know, just grinding the way up, but just with yes. smaller, like higher lows, and it just keeps on going on on NFC specifically? I'm talking. Yeah, man. I mean, that's what we've seen so far, right? We've seen expansion where the expansion that's happened across a lot of these projects, it's usually maybe two or three days of a pump, right? Like it's not two or three weeks of a slow grind, it's two or three days of a pump. 
then you see slow sell-off, right? Slow sell-off of people taking profit at whatever that new price level is. You know, the floor of whatever project is thinner because it's people that are, you know, we're in it for the flip or they're in it to, you know, they, they reach the point where they're, ah, you know what, I want to rotate some of these profits somewhere else but it's just a slow grind down and then you get another quick leg up. And that's the way that the market dynamic works across these. And, you know, so I think that, yeah, like it's, if you aren't showing some type of confidence in the broader market when everything isn't necessarily as weak, like that's why I'm hosting this too. I'm not hosting this on a day where everything is absolutely ripping, right? Like I'm hosting this on a day where a lot of people are saying, man, things are retracing right now. Like, is this run over? Right. It's a lot easier to fall for sentiment to follow price than it is, you know, for price to follow sentiment. So I like I'm here and I'm hyped right now, man. I want, you know, we should be the most hyped where there's the most opportunity. And that's not when shit is ripping. That's when shit is consolidating like it is right now. Hey, Clay, that's why I wanted to come on quickly and um, congratulate for Rogue, actually. Because he got bullied into buying a wonky stonk a few months ago by the community, including myself. It was at 0.06, I think. He's up 6x or 7x in the last, uh, what is it, two months? Let's go. Let's so go. Congrats. Let's congrats go. My man. And congrats on Rug Radio, of course. Thank you guys for telling me to, I appreciate that, but thank you guys for telling me about, you know, to buy wonky stonks. I, yeah, I, I have a beautiful wonky stonk. It's actually my vault. Wonky stonk 7138. Bullish. Um, yeah, paid 0.12 ETH. From someone called Hands of Diamond, but I don't really Whoa. think so. And then, <laughs> <laughs> bro, my favorite thing is whenever people that have names like that on an open sea, they're like Hands of Diamond or so and so Vault, and then you just see them like paper handing <laughs> shit left and right. It's the it's the greatest irony, but I feel like it's so prevalent. That's the <laughs> funniest thing I've hilarious. heard, man. Oh my god, I'm dying <laughs> over here. Yeah, it happens all the time. Um, all right, we've got somebody new on stage. I'm going to kick it. Yo-Yo, you had your hand up for a while, and then PP just returns. I'm going to start with Yo-Yo. Yo-Yo, welcome up to the stage. How's it going? Hey, Kelly. Thank you for having me up. The thing that I wanted to point out, because you made me think of it when you were talking about how there's all these signals or there's these gut feelings we're all getting about the market right now. It's been a few weeks to a month or two since I've seen anyone talking about soul. And out of nowhere, I've seen a whole bunch of people talking about it again. And so like that is my my indicator or that is one of the indicators besides the fact that cute NFTs are mooning right now or do, they're just going crazy, which has been exciting too. Anyhow, um, that's what I wanted to point out that I've noticed that the other nft chains have activity again and people are talking about them again and i was thinking it, it's been a while since i noticed that yeah and people are returning to twitter it seems too like i've seen people like hey i'm back how's it going and things like that so mental health breaks are done let's, let's go, go. <laughs> follow the ones how many families are going to be back yeah. Like... sorry yeah i was gonna say hey, just quickly if anybody's not talking and slash done talking if y'all could step there are there's one other person that i want to be able to bring up here as well if you're not not a big deal we can wait i gotta bounce anyways kaleo thanks for having me man that was fun yeah appreciate you coming iso okay bog go ahead sorry for yeah no i was i forgot i was gonna say too um my brain's like just 
all over the place, but I was going to say that uh, 2023 is going to be the year. You should you should just coin it the year of the meme meme reversion to the mean reversion. That's what we're going to call all the NFTs uh, pumping. Um, I think people would appreciate that. Yeah, one thing I was going to say to Mr. E, like about all the people coming back, you should be following the ones that never left. Uh, anyway. Let's go. Hey, Fuck yeah. Hey, I love that. Kaleo Farouk, I want to get you guys' thoughts on this. What do you think something like Blur is going to do to this NFT run? Because we really didn't have anything where you had instant liquidity uh, in the last NFT run. And I think that really, really uh, turned a lot of uh, big money away from NFTs. But I don't know. I think knowing that, hey, like, if things go south, I can get my liquidity out pretty pretty fast. Like, what do you think that's going to do to a true NFT bull run? I think it adds a lot to potential for maybe not right now. But if you're looking at the potential for developing NFT derivative mar- uh, an NFT derivatives market, you know the more liquid an asset is, and the less slippage that at least is apparent, like a lot, of, it, it makes it a lot easier to be able to develop, you know, some true mark price for that asset. And obviously, you know, there's a long ways to go for that, but I think that's one of the major benefits of it because, you know when you're talking about adding, adding interest, adding liquidity, adding new buyers, being able to bridge the gap, that's one obvious way to be able to do that. And also, you know, it adds legitimacy to it too. So as much as like, I, I really, like, I'm not looking forward to it though, because at the point that we get there, I think that a lot of the multiples that we've seen across the board, like the assets that are trading, you know, that have those derivatives and that now have those short vehicles probably don't have the same type of potential as far as multiples for, you know, the risk reward that you might have in some other assets that aren't yet there yet. But I, you know, I think that it is one thing to look forward to. Farouk, what do you have? I mean, we'll see what the way the airdrop happens and goes down, right? But uh, I, I think it's going to be good, you know? It's exciting. You have Blurred and you have the whatever BYC call has going on and you got, you got some momentum right now. So, you know, NFTs like ETH, we were talking about this money with Mando on the show, right? Like how ETH was up like 20% on the week or something. And then NFTs, most of them like retrace what 10% or so, you know, it, it, I think we're in a good place right now. You know, I, I, cautiously, I'm like, I, obviously I'm, I'm like a giga bull, like always <laughs> all the time, like you Kaleo, like like a perma bull, like, but you know, perma bull, perma bull. I'm I was a, bearish for more of 20. Yeah, but you used to I be a vi- yeah, but see, it's okay. It's okay. You see, you used to be a vile creature and now you're gorgeous. You're like a butterfly. You know, you're like a you're like a you're a beautiful bull with with big strong horns. You know what I mean? Like you're like <laughs> right now like I am I'm really here for the Kaleo fucking NFT arc. I will support it every day with my time. <laughs> and my RT button, but, <laughs> but, but you know, I, I'm, you know, I think it's gonna be exciting. I wonder what happens medium term, but short term, I think it's gonna be really good. Like there's gonna be this injection, right? Uh, all of a sudden, but we'll see what people do with it, right? They pull it or they're gonna, you know, ape shit. All right, easy. Welcome up to the stage, man. I'm gonna kick it over to you real quick because I know that you probably want to chime in on that uh, quick Solana bullet point that somebody brought up a minute ago. No, that's exactly why I pulled up. I mean, obviously being like very uh, active in the Sol ecosystem, I think you're going to be surprised at like the traction that ends up continuing to gain pace there. The daily active users are ramping. You got brand new wallet creation up almost 3x since the FTX collapse. 
And like a lot of people have been saying like D God's leaving is going to be bearish for soul, but there's a large portion of people and funds that I think are actually going to continue to circulate. And without this kind of like stranglehold on high liquidity and like larger trades, that opens up a lot more of the ecosystem. So like it's something that I've been eyeing a lot and like I'm a huge data nerd. So looking into that, it's I'm like eager for that bridge to happen to see just how and where liquidity kind of cycles. And on top of it, like I ran a stream today going through like projects and there's a ton of good mints on both blockchains coming up that have like for once, unlike the last bull, doxed founders and actual like tools and functionality and technology being built across like both blockchains. So that's something I'm like very eager and excited about. Obviously, Polygon's going to be its own beast coming into play here with uh, Utes going over there and launching an incubator. But I think a lot of this is opening up an opportunity for a lot more liquidity and even users. Like clearly someone bringing it up saying that it's looking like Solana's alive again. It's been alive, to be honest. Like it's been pretty crazy to watch the volume ramp in December. And even more specifically, daily active users increasing and then first time wallet transactions increasing at 200k a day for i think it's like the fifth or sixth straight day so i understand like people multi-wallet and stuff but that's usually a very good sign for new liquidity and new participants entering and then i do have like a, a kind of a question too like last time the other side meta dropped kind of marked the top of a bull rally do we think that this drop tomorrow is going to potentially mark the same or because it's not a new mint and it's it, they're not selling that's what i think so too NFTs. it's actually going to be they're not selling. They're giving. Yeah, so I think it may actually stem yeah. like a positive. Uh, we're more liquidity. And the gamified yeah. aspect, easy. It's gonna make people want to spend time on. Yeah, this I want to buy like, one. This just stuff to play. generally has me excited. I want to buy one to play. I gen. You can play with. My... We can play with mine. That's why she's. Anyways, uh, but uh... <laughs> <laughs> I'm winning that fucking key, bro. I downloaded Temple Run. I've been grinding. I'm getting my fingers ready. Dude, I. I used to temple run all day at school, bro. Like temple run was but the shit. But my last thing temple too, bro. Are we worried? Shit. Like, what if the blur airdrop is like far more minuscule than a lot of people are like speculating for? Like, that's my big concern. And I said it on like the Nifty Morning Show today too. And Spencer said that he anticipates like a hundred to seven hundred million market cap. But what if this is like a lot less than we think? I mean, hey, one way or the other, I don't care. Like, it's it's going to inject some type of stimulus into the ecosystem. Same type of thing. I mean, um, at a hundred is not bad either. Right? <laughs> still, like, still, I, I do agree. It, is, it takes it is, five million dollars like to send it on fire. That and they're going to dump it into more NFTs. Yeah, and it's something I'm definitely like eager to kind of just keep a pulse on. I mean, I've been aggressively bidding on shit just to get my points up for the uh, third round myself. So I'm hoping that it's it's something decent. I mean, Solana got that nice stimmy for once with Bonk. So it was nice to uh, catch something on, on as people yeah. call it, the poor chain. I'm happy for the for the for so Solana folks. It's the first thing I thought about when I saw the massive like Solana gigapomp from eight. Like, what was it at the top uh, recently? Is it twenty four right eight? I think was like the top. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, bro, I've been DCAing like a madman sub twenty because I was like That's I fucking sick. missed it last time. So I've been yelling from the the high heavens that like. Under 20 feels like free money, even with the FTX collapse. And I think a lot of people feel that way when you just look at how many new people are trying Crazy. Solana. It is pretty funny that Metallic totally bottom. Oh, Pico bottom ticked the shit out of it with that tweet, bro. That was beautiful. Pico um, bottom for what? Wow. I got to hear. When uh, Soul like was $8.40, and like 40 cents, Vitalik tweeted that he sees a massive community on Solana and people trying to build and create cool shit and that he's for it. So it was just crazy. But that's why I fuck with him, you know? Like, he literally, like, he showed love, like, big time, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, the fact that he sees something that's solid and supports it, I think that's, 
like literally anything in this space is i don't know man like you look at all the nft projects that have been successful they're not from people that have siloed themselves except for maybe the miladies um they are from like projects that have intertwined their ecosystems with other strong projects right so you know at the end of the day this space i think is so much more about looking outside of your own little bubble and being able to grow it if you can't grow your bubble you're not going to have that level of success and you know it's the same thing with like obviously you know the underlying assets themselves when you're looking at soul eth etc when you see another solid l1 that has potential like i i respect vitalik for giving them the shout out milady milady <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Hey, guys, I hate doing this because this has been such an amazing space. But unfortunately, I do have to wrap it up. So, you know, be on the lookout for more of these. Appreciate everybody. Let's go. It's been one of the best phases we've had beginning of the year. We are manifesting a new bull run one way or the other. Let's go. Let's fucking go. And hey, I got to say shout out to like the wonky stonks community i popped into one of the spaces the other day and it was like the best vibe They're lit. right it was totally lit and uh hey you know similar to how you cashed in your blame it on Faroque space po app with with blau i would like to cash that in with you kaleo and get that follow back <laughs> so let's fucking go <laughs> <laughs> let's go oh, we got a shooter on she's the 600 people yo if you're around 8 p.m we're going live with thread guy we're flying back on the night show kaleo so, so you should come by minutes. in 40 minutes easy come by pp everybody hey you forget we got a space right. too same time we need oh you too <laughs> oh, shit. We gotta i think time. we're gonna we're gonna make our short i think we're gonna push it over to nft god space right, perfect because you know he's got that space two great people two great yeah. spaces check them all out share the love love you guys <laughs> peace we will later uh, you know We'll round it out later. Yes. Oh, Have a good quickly, actually, quickly. What's up, Cleo? I've got everything basically set up with that Roadcaster Pro 2. you got to hook me up with your guy because i got to figure out Fuck. how to hook up the spaces. Yes. Everything's yes. set up with that. Yes. Hook me up with him. Let's Hold make on. it happen Boom. so my audio Boom. can finally, finally improve. And the, I can the, actually like, have a cool closeout song here. The, the DM, the group DM has been created. Yo, 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 yo. Boom. Okay, done. All right. Let's go. Let's go. Take it easy. Let's go.